listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Miss me with that bullshit, don't you miss me just a little bit. I only care about my money, bitch, I'm inconsiderate. People think they know you cause you seen you on the internet. Well, hello, motherfucker, nice to meet you, now get off my dick. I'm addicted to my phone, so I had to get rid of it. Grown ass niggas in my comments trying to throw a hissy fit. Damn, what's going on with your day? What you doing with your day? How you got so much time to, hey, goddamn, I know you want to catch this fade, but I don't got no time to play. Rudy just pulled up a and i'm already feeling it knew that i was really lit when Derek said you really lit good night to, with the brush again going to uh, glowing this art club bitch me and face trapping in the same arcade kid cuddy did like oh hey welcome to the blackout tips podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday which means it's a feedback episode which is gonna probably be a long one because yes sir uh we uh did like some lot yeah we did a couple extra shows between feedback shows Mm -hmm. depending on how long this goes um it's it's been a little longer between feedback shows so it's been like two weeks in real time but (laughs) right depending on how long it goes i may or may not tag the audio to our um to uh our panel that discussion that we had uh at this podcast symposium in irvine california like we'll see yeah separately we'll see i have no idea how long this is gonna be Mm -mm. uh so we'll find out i guess uh together guys (laughs) yes uh of course uh you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy who tips leave us five star reviews we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by listeners like you that's right all the people that take the time out to donate to the show by going to the black com on the front page on the right hand side there's a little would you like to donate to the show you can become a one-time donator you can do recurring donation it could be any amount of money you would like to donate we don't call out the denominations mm-hmm. everybody gets the same shout out and we read your names on the air uh as we're about to do here so uh let me play this uh music first i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day new day new monday gerard l thank you so much mm-hmm. james g thank you calvin n Deidre H, Jason F, Tyrone M, Terry W, Dostra J, Alexander M. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Damien R. Thank you very much, Damien. Uh, Michael, the Irvin, the playmaker. Thank you so much for donating yes, to the show. We appreciate you. Uh, these do go back away, so there may be a lot today. <laughs> your and your name probably may be repeated. Eric M. Uh, attitude check. Franco Prime. Come on, homecoming was uh, I think a week ago. Mm-hmm. Jasmine A. Thank you so much. Waste bees by Sura. We appreciate you. We do. Janine R. Thank you so much. Omat A. Renita N. Rachel H. Deborah O. Stefan H. Jonathan W. We appreciate you, Jonathan, coming through. Mm-hmm mary h we met we saw mary and uh irvin again uh irvine so yes. shout out to her hey baby Corey b we appreciate you Corey. uh jonathan h thank you jonathan mm-hmm. andy s jeff m thanks jeff uh mr span from the span report podcast Nicole f thank you so much mm-hmm. marvin b yes 
marvin b uh calter h thank you very much j4 the homie km thank you no relation early daisy photography we appreciate you we do uh asia d solana s thank you very much solana unique name that is a unique name i like that name um chriselle appreciate you chriselle looking out for the crew Mm -hmm. uh justin j thank you very much justin nerds in luxury those luxurious nerds don't forget about them candace h thank you so much uh yvonne m thank you mm-hmm. katie g thank you very much katie Relate, oh. any relation to kenny g right i was thinking yeah you know smooth jazz come on adam s thank you adam mm-hmm. uh jason j tom w annie p thank you very much annie laura e our homie bomani jones who you guys may know from the right time and high noon on espn yes uh benjamin c a brand new recurring donator go to the new members class hey baby welcome rita macy thank you miss hathaway nicholas z chandra b pete b no relation uh olivia from chicago thank you hey baby renate m appreciate you ricky a pretty ricky what to call him david s david from brooklyn thank you mm-hmm. dana w tiffany b thank you very much tiffany uh and that is everybody thank you you so much better when you you look so much better when you always remember you look so much better when you smile my power that i can't explain fell from heaven like a shower I smile, even though it hurts me, I smile. I know God is working, so I smile. Even though I've been here for a while, I smile, smile. It's so hard to look up when you look down. Sure, I hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. And you look so much better when you Whole song. I know, right? Thank you, everybody. Can't be taking two weeks off. All right. uh, We got comments on the five star reviews, guys. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, leave us five star reviews. We read them on the show. It's that simple. We appreciate the people that uh, write these because it's a free way to give and um, it takes time, but we, you know, we appreciate the effort. Yes, and not only leave us five-star reviews for our main show, also go and leave us five-star reviews for our spoiled movie reviews. For those of you, they be like, Rod and Carrie, y'all watch this. What are y'all opinions about this movie and that movie? You can get it absolutely free. Yeah, also, we um, you, what happens with that feed, so it's behind. We're taking something we normally put behind the paywall, we're putting it out for everybody um but it's gonna be a while before it's caught up so if you're still premium you're getting those episodes that these people won't get for months 
uh eventually it will be close and i'll probably put like a month or two delay on some of the reviews Mm -hmm. before we put them out yes um so premium people still feel that you know that bump for being premium yes sir but uh i want to say it's up to about maybe 90 something right now on the spoil reviews um so you guys should be uh kind of getting more and more of those out there um and there's some really good movies that we mm-hmm. reviewed back oh, then you're right I, I didn't even realize roger said we saw the iron man 3 so that tell you how far back we going right but um i'm talking about like there's um the like avengers i think uh ultron age of ultron i think mm-hmm. uh, captain america winter soldier yep. is on there um i think you and justin said y'all covered tangerine tangerine i just put that one out there so um there's a lot of good reviews out there is what i'm trying to say Mm. there's movies that you know maybe yeah star trek beyond we're at 95 ghostbusters secret life of pets finding dory independence day resurgence uh that one wasn't good (laughs) no Um, it was not but you know captain america civil war uh jungle book um you can hear the infamous dawn of justice batman vs superman review where karen hated that movie so oh, trash you know if you want to <laughs> if you want bonus rod and karen and you, you're not premium but you know you wonder what we think about movies there you go all right put five on it ow this is from rita may c who says rod and karen five stars have rod and karen has one of the most entertaining truly innovative podcast around they're down to earth unapologetically unapologetic black and refreshingly adult rod and karen will make you think laugh uproariously challenge your assumptions and yes make you cry i consider the black out tips an indelible part of the new media landscape their voice them. come on their voice is a welcome escape from the white noise that has traditional that the traditional media has become thank you mm-hmm. uh we got one from blue fire and it's spelled with ph hold my hennessy five stars <laughs> not the whole bottle welcome home you have come home greetings and salutations my melanated masters of coontastic disaster <laughs> Ooh, i like coon- that coontastic made it past itunes the what firstly let us praise black dreadlock jesus because he allowed me to finally get my coins together and slide over into this premium land for the the past two years you guys have been an amazing addition to my life and you guys deserve every piece of success you're getting the community you guys have built is a testament to the hard work and dedication you and karen have put into your show and it shows i plan on being an active part of our tbgwt community in closing if it's in the lord's will and in the proverbial creek the, the proverbial creek does and rise my wife and i will be making the trek from my home mississippi to north carolina next year to come partake in the blackout test live 2019 oh jesus are we doing that much love <laughs> they already claiming it they're like oh um we doing this next year right everybody, everybody's like uh right is i got my schedule like let me know so i go ahead and take my pto time off in advance oh my head just got hot oh <laughs> they, 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 they like they like this is not a game they was like look look you gave us the the first hit you know the first hit and we was like hey i couldn't make it but i'm gonna make it next year all right uh much love guys this won't be the last you hear from me jason blue main group b thank you very much thank you baby uh damien k says i'll make this short five stars listen to this show insightful hilarious fun hella good just just listen to it come on now (laughs) (laughs) i like i like the like come on damn what's wrong with you you still here right go listen why why you still reading this the best must-have podcast five stars by hot tub tony (laughs) i like that name 
i discovered rod and karen's podcast via bomani's podcast when rod was a guest love the topic and banter so i said let me go check this brother out and i've been hooked ever since the content is so diverse and thought-provoking serious topics are presented in an entertaining and engaging format that is just brilliant sprinkling some lightheartedness with guests to race a review uh of some of my some of my favorite tv shows and you got one of the most all all around podcasts in podcast land it's like hanging with your family and friends talking about everyday stuff that's relevant in the community it resonates they have also introduced me to other new podcasts do yourself a favor subscribe and rate and most importantly pass the word thank you Mm -hmm. to all that co-sign all that and uh yeah i love that you know people come from bomani to us because i was thinking about this the other day i was watching um like just espn was just on in the background and it was the day after derrick rose scored 50 points and if you guys listen to our sports podcast balls deep then you already know like me and justin are like we read the transcript on the air to to that case it's hard to have a conversation about derrick rose that doesn't also have to explore rape culture and what we consider forgiveness and what we call uh ordeals for men and stuff and correct you know like the trials and tribulation of this man it's like well the literal trial of this dude is kind of self-inflicted it seems anyway mm-hmm. i remember watching those shows and it's so weird you have sports center you have uh this the show about basketball I forget the name of it but it's like a you know one of those you know the zone or whatever you mm-hmm. know the jump off or something <laughs> uh <laughs> and so i'm watching it and i can't and i i couldn't help myself but i thought i said you know what i actually need to see uh high noon highly questionable cover the story right because nobody else even touched the topic well no no, they did they did they did talk about it but it's just the other people it's it's wild that i was waiting for the funny shows to talk about it because the funny shows are the ones that actually have the most nuance the most intelligence they you know because being funny isn't about (laughs) being funny isn't just about being funny Mm -hmm. it's like jazz sometimes the notes you're not playing right correct so it's it's knowing when you can step back and be like well hold up we need to think about this you know what how do we put this in perspective and it was just weird that I, I but I've, I've thought about that and I said, oh, I think I gravitate towards Dan Lebertard, mm-hmm. Bomani, Pablo, because they actually can take something that's not, you know, that's kind of serious and make it funny. And they can take something that people are treating as just like regular and go, well, let's look at this a little closer. And that's why I fuck with them. And I think that translates to our show as well, which is where I was going with that. Correct. Um, all right who uh hulo mac or julo mac oh yeah we made him julius hey baby it's lit five stars started listening to this podcast in, in 2012 i was new to podcast just searching up black this was the first thing that popped up and i was pleasantly surprised ryan and karen hilarious smart informative fun, loving and just all around good people please do yourself a favor and check out an episode thank you thank you thoughtful and funny commentary by drew hoover who says i love hearing what rod and karen have to say i find their values and worldview uplifting and inspiring thank you mm-hmm. very nice of you thank you top five all times from butter burnt toast who says love them both amazing karen is black girl magic thank you samurai heart says five stars this show this is the greatest show in the world you should listen 
oh i love that thank you thank you we had filed the other day went out and this uh waitress said that we were the cutest couple in the world when (laughs) i came in and uh now we have been crowned the greatest show in the world sorry for all the other couples and all the other shows uh you're all runners up now and i'm sorry all second place yes um too bad one of the best from muffin max who says a wonderful podcast and don't slam my screen door says black mama weekly (laughs) (laughs) black mama weekly black mama monthly that's what it was we do it could be weekly though couldn't it yeah yeah there's enough black Black mamas weekly yeah Mm -hmm. um hilarious and insightful a cool uh a queer says a queer um i've been listening to this podcast for years but have finally decided to put my offering in the collection plate this podcast is fantastic rod and karen give us serious coverage of current events with laughter and fun sprinkled in in a time where i've distanced myself from traditional news outlets to keep my sanity the blackout tips keeps me informed without making me want to throat chop everyone my favorite parts are when karen breaks out with what are we talking about here and when rod laughs so hard he can't get the words out this podcast will not disappoint thank you thank you yeah it's funny too because uh, i think two weeks ago we did the feedback show i was telling people like i get a lot of my news from the daily show now they be on it don't they yeah but then the timing of that comment is so ridiculous because then they went to miami this week Mm -hmm. and they didn't do the traditional daily shows like trevor was out there like almost doing stand-up with no table and stuff right and i was like fuck i don't like this I was like, this is not as good as when he's at the desk. I was like, I hope people didn't go take my suggestion, go watch the Daily Show and go, I don't think Rod knows what he's talking about. I was like, no, it's, it's funny, guys. I promise. But so anyway, I loved it. Uh, I love that show. But yeah, this week, it was just weird without the desk there and the yeah. graphics and all that shit. It was Correct. Just weird. It wasn't the same. Yeah. The segments were still good when they got like, Roy Wood Jr. had a couple of good ones and stuff. But yeah, I, I like, I like it better when they have like, they're in the studio. Sorry daily show people if you ever heard the show ek han says magnifique five stars the more podcasts i listen to the more i appreciate this one well thank you thank you truly none compared the hosts aren't perfect but they do try their very best to give informed and unbiased opinions but quick to admit when they're wrong or just don't know enough about a particular topic and still the only podcast that i found that dedicates an entire podcast to all listener feedback really makes the fans feel special and like family Ryan and karen deserve all the success adoration and downtime thank you thank you and no baby i'm not perfect and i'd be the first one to tell you and i'm smart enough to know the shit i don't know yeah i think um you know for us that's a that's definitely a um that's definitely not something i want to ever present on the show because i can't live up to those standards Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm one of my own biggest critics so like uh and and then there's just times you just watch if you do this long enough and you do it well enough you should get introduced to more people more opinions you should start you should change there's times where if you're being honest with yourself you don't live up to your own standards there's times where um you think about stuff and you're an emotional person and i think being able to admit that there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with being able to to admit that and 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 if you can admit it to yourself then that's the first step but a lot of people don't even get to the first step of being like yo i'm emotionally compromised about this thing or i just feel a certain way about something and 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 i don't think i'm right but i know how i feel because correct the truth is most people can relate to that we if everybody would just stop trying to act i don't know perfect for everyone else if they would just be themselves and be like i'm not always on point 
and sometimes i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about and, and sometimes all my opinions ain't gonna be woke and ain't gonna yeah. be in line stepping sometimes uh how i feel about something might be my truth and it might not be the wokest thing ever but i but in some sense some instances i'm not willing to change my mind to get in line with the wokes because i don't agree on with them on certain things and, and so and sometimes i just won't i don't know and that's that should be okay too not enough people talk about not knowing right you know not enough people talk about not having the answers everybody always presents themselves as i got it all figured out and it's you know it can be annoying you know and sometimes just new shit or new perspectives make you go oh i I didn't think about that so right uh could you send me the link again uh to uh get on screen come i've been trying to get on screen for like 10 minutes and it won't let me back on no problem i'm inviting you again right now thank you uh all right uh we got one on stitcher that was new malik says five stars seven days ago he sent this love this show rod and karen always do an amazing job relaying the news of the day all their segments have me both seething with rage at how dumb people can be as well as rolling on the floor laughing please keep it going and bring the joy and smiles into this world thank you thank you we shall we shall we got some for um our uh actually i closed the wrong tab gosh darn it hold on we got some for uh spoiled movie reviews on itunes as well let me see here uh so we got i think one new one we got one new one i believe uh this is from trisha p who says doing it well five stars heart emoji to the best duo since puffy and shiny suits <laughs> y'all y'all coming through real proper like love from the geechee t from geechee t from sc thank you appreciate thank you, you geechee t yes um so yeah all the all the five star reviews we will read them just keep them keep them nice and uh we got y'all um and let me see if i can find the one for um uh our spoil reviews on stitcher if we have any news. okay i have no idea if we Mm-mm. do um but thank you for leaving them yeah somebody was like i can't find a spoil review one on stitcher i was like have you searched the black out to spoil review and i was like oh okay I'm like yes it's just it's, it's the it's whole right thing yeah because i think some people just do spoil movie reviews but it's the blackout who tips spoil movie reviews yeah put it or you can just put in the blackout to spoiled and it'll come up right that also works so like, you should put our name and both of them should come up because they're about the same no reviews for um well they don't both come up if you just put our name oh okay. um, no reviews for that on stitcher yet so we'll see all right uh let's get into the comments on our website the cancel wars was our last feedback episode that was on the 20th of october uh so long ago right in history um we got two comments uh mel's brother mel says first lady co-pastor karen did her good oh wait good with a t on the end so did her good yes good with a capital t preaching today introspection is hard and not enough folk are willing or in some cases ready to do that work especially when it comes to internalized oppression and white supremacy all of us are affected by this system but we don't know in what specific ways until we examine our thoughts and actions truth be told this sort of analysis is a lifelong project but isn't that the point to learn and know who you are in the current at your current stage of life come on i agree i agree um and especially when it comes down to like stunting on other black people and shit it, you do have to wonder where it comes from and you got to be sure that it's righteous because i know i've been in positions where i have felt things about other black people and had to go back and be like that didn't come from a good place 
you know like sometimes it does i'm not saying like there's no such thing as black people that aren't being fucked up or aren't doing fucked up things but sometimes it comes from a place where you know you just want better you just want us you know you you feel like these people are like harmful and then there's times where it comes from like some respectability shit like right i I don't want white folks to see us acting this way and shit like that and that's that's almost never good um or black people is the real problem that shit you know like that's almost never good so uh yeah introspection and if you look inside a lot of times you'll find that the things you're lashing out at are really about you you know we all know the people we all have them muted we all have them uh you know like unfollowed uh, whatever the fuck it is on our social media feeds in our lives we have that their phone number is comes up with a warning there you know yeah, the, do not pick up yeah the call id is like here this nigga go ash ass nigga pops up on your phone oh right. no i know not to pick up the phone we all know these people in life and we all kind of like normally just avoid them come on but those people are in constant turmoil always picking fights always finding somebody or something that's the bad guy because they can't they don't have time to examine what's going on in their life what they're not happy with what's bothering them and so everything's about somebody else and i think we all can do that i've been there i you know and you can easily go back it's not some like and then i stop like nah we all have moments where it's like why am i so obsessed with this thing that really doesn't affect my life or this person i don't even fucking know and this obsession with i gotta take them down or i gotta say you know let the world know they the worst person in the world and it's like oh because it's me i don't all this shit keeps me from thinking about what the fuck i need to do right to fix me and like i said before that's one thing nobody ever wants to fix themselves right whether it's a money thing whether it's your weight whether it's health whether it's uh you know relationships it's a bunch of shit that a lot of people out here are avoiding talking about because they're real things that they can work on right that deal with things in their life or maybe things that they can't work on um and then there's a bunch of shit that's noise you know so d ranzy ph Dunn says five stars i appreciate that prince roderick goes through all the horrible news just to keep us from having to the daily show is one of my brother's favorites and i love the diversity he brings to the show have a safe trip uh to and from california eat plenty of sushi for me deuces well we didn't eat sushi yeah because i i said we love sushi and, and one of the dudes when they said oh i wish i would have known that yeah well i'm fine i'm fine uh, I, I told him it didn't matter yeah i enjoyed what I, I had tacos it was a whole thing maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow or something i don't know yeah but it was a whole big ordeal on my twitter it was i i, I shook up the fucking food world without knowing it right i didn't know the niggas existed but um yeah we didn't get sushi but we did get din tai fung and uh that's what's more important come on is the nutcracker boring was the poll yes no and z's as in sleep yes 21 percent find the nutcracker to be boring 23 percent said no it's not boring 56 percent said z's because they sleep yeah the review said z's too yeah it got the, the wor- it's the worst review disney film this year the reviews was like oh this shit is terrible and that's that's after everybody was shitting on er- ava's film um i remember in february in february after black panther came out um what the fuck was the name of that film i didn't read the book so i can never yeah Yeah. but everybody was shitting on that like it was so bad and y'all only didn't y'all didn't like it because and then 
this shit came out and i ain't heard a peep from nobody about these reviews but i've heard like like you like people said the nutcracker and you even said that the story itself is not an entertaining story like just the story a wrinkle in time yes yeah the story itself is not an entertaining story so it's like unless you're going to actually just jazz it up it's not going to be good yeah and the thing is it looks like they did jazz it up but sometimes it just feels so like this doesn't really apply to anything like the nutcracker and the four books of hell and it's you know rats fighting each other with samurai swords and shit it's like i don't think this is the the thing that we learned in school it's colorful but you know unless you're really gonna do something spectacular with it this is probably one of the ones they could have as far as bringing to live action could have skipped yeah anyway i didn't we haven't seen it but Mm -mm. uh says or lakita um says i wouldn't know i like karen have never seen it all Mm when when we would go uh we would go on field trips i only remember that one song and dance play in every commercial every year around christmas dance of the dance of the sugar plums Mm i agree uh disney might make it cute and watchable finally um brooklyn shoe says my daughters were really into the nutcracker when they were younger because they started taking ballet at age three my youngest who is now 11 years old and a serious dancer is offended by the new disney nutcracker cracker uh concept she's all about the source material i'll see a purist she was yelling at the trailer and the lack of ballet <laughs> in her in her young way she was like fuck disney she was like they ain't dancing and she said ballet is only not born when i'm watching my daughter's dance that's my baby on stage yeah come on i don't think ballet is my thing but i don't you know i've seen like misty copeland do it or whatever mm-hmm. and if she can't make it you know my thing then i feel like nobody can so like it's I, just not for me i've never really got into ballet to be told it's one of them things from my perspective it wasn't until i got older did i realize that niggas did ballet because every time i seen ballet was the slim small white girls up there balleting and twirling so you know i do know that black people do do ballet so it's one of those things where i like to see us do it and i like to see us in different shapes and sizes and everybody everybody ballet ain't got to be a size one <laughs> out there doing that shit so you know uh i'm like you roger you need to make it entertaining for me or you ain't got to worry about me showing up episode 1774 hotels versus motels paula says jesus fucking christ wow i am crying laughing and might also be peeing my pants at the same time right you and karen going to town on the two actors in the republican ad was the funniest thing i've heard since you played cool in the gang celebration after that kkk guy died fucking dying laughing here you guys are killing it karen you are in rare form fucking beautiful <laughs> thank you baby also i totally oh yeah those two the, the fake black women ad i remember come yeah. on <laughs> I, we just ain't no reading but <laughs> no we ain't also i totally appreciate lgbtq news ending in the, on the up note i have a young daughter who is gay and it's good to tell us some good news once in a while it is come yo on. it is uh i have to say too rod when you asked karen what score she was going to give chelsea handler and she paused for so long it was really poignant i could hear the reservation in karen's voice at that moment it touched me deeply made me so embarrassed and sad that white women have been such a colossal fucking disappointment to black women for so long and when she said it's only when things affect you too do you finally give a shit it's the truth still one of my favorite podcasts i'm so fucking pleased that you guys are taking off the way you are i expect you to explode onto the national scene any day now you are so fucking dope you biggest your biggest canadian white chick fan paula hugs and kisses thank Thank you you. yeah i I appreciate you and uh yeah i don't you know it'll be interesting because we do have things that keep popping up for us 
and you know it's just been one of those things where i've just been like yes to everything yeah we're just going on we're going along for the ride yeah like i I have y'all find out when we find out (laughs) right yeah it's not like i have no idea or agenda Mm -hmm. or whatever we just kind of like oh sure why not try that uh so we'll see whenever that happens but Mm -hmm. um things have been lining up you know we'll probably i'm sure we'll talk about it either at the end of this show or the next show right uh mrs jackson says miss karen i damn near snapped my neck when you said fuck that nigger you need a hot bath because i felt like i felt that in my muscles so i know yours is all twisted up and tight i love you guys i'm not sure if you guys have talked about this before but i love to hear a sex segment from the two of you i know ryan watches porn i'm not sure if karen feels comfortable talking about sex like that but i love to hear what you both had to say about sex making love fucking and knocking boots uh, I'm gonna be honest, Mrs. Jackson. I'm not telling y'all shit. Okay. <laughs> we do talk about porn. That's about the most sex you're gonna get. Yeah, I, it's not, I mean, honestly, it's more like, uh, there has to be some shit for us, you know, that, you know, the same way we don't tell y'all everything, um, about like my family or her family or all that. Some of the stuff is for us. And I feel like as public quote unquote figures or whatever, there's like this, weird line of like oversharing to where it becomes like um while people will encourage it and call it like sex positivity and all destigmatizing this the second they don't like you it becomes a, a problem it's like uh, and then you say this you know so i don't know there's there's only so much i feel comfortable telling y'all although you know if i if there's like i don't mind talking about stuff like watching porn because all of us do right you know and i don't feel like uh that's necessarily a personal thing Mm-mm. um and normally i do put it in like jokes like i right. try not to just put it in like whatever but you know i, I think you know there's 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 a line there for us to even and i don't think i would want to bring our sex life into it and also like low-key i i don't understand how people feel that they have are the authorities to give like sex advice if they haven't like gone gone to school or like studied it or whatever and i have not no i have not either there are people that got degrees <laughs> on how the human body works and functions and how yeah. sex affects your life in various different areas something that i don't know nothing about and i do think it comes up in the conversations we have anyway like right. naturally like if we like i try not to put any topics off limit specifically like so if it's relevant or germane to like an article or something we're talking about and we just kind of talk about like well this is this with your body or this is something like or or what about this during sex that's that's kind of one thing but i don't really want to turn into like a sex segment because i don't know i still feel kind of weird about uh talking about that shit too much or telling our personal business to to people on that level um but there's a lot of good sex positive podcasts that really specialize mm-hmm. in that kind of stuff um that probably you know know more and do more than us Mm -hmm. and research and live that life and all that shit and you know podcasts actually work in sex industries yeah things like that that could actually give you a more deeper perspective and open up your eyes to areas of sex and sexuality that uh you wouldn't even have thought of yeah and i and you know and i did interview uh a sex therapist for one of my medium talks was very educational behind the paywall but it's medium talk 37 renee burwell uh pandora's awakening was the episode uh title so you know we talked about it a little bit but i don't know some of the stuff i can't lie it's almost a little too intimate and i hate to to say that but that's the truth i don't feel like telling y'all all my business 
um falcons diva says rod and karen karen and rod i have hollered in my office multiple times first karen with the hard r then the way y'all went in on that political ad Woo! i'm gonna fuck around lose this good paying job listening to y'all while i'm at work <laughs> please know that i took the note of the timestamp so i can listen again when i get in the car every time i think you're done you start right back up again <laughs> thank you falcons diva i forgot we did that uh what do you think of the father mentoring his son's bully that's the poll that's the guy who took the son under his wing and stuff what do you think about it karen it's inspirational it's stupid or it's dangerous it's inspirational okay uh, uh from his perspective uh and it depends on how you look at it because some people may look at it as being dangerous as somebody else's child you know how do you know their parents approve of this you know who are you to go help somebody else's child there are professionals that are trained you know they get paid they got degrees to do this Mm -hmm. so i could see it being kind of a mixed bag for me i think it's inspirational but i know that the way you know the internets and and people function i could also see this positive thing quickly turning into something very negative yeah it's kind of like the whole sex segment thing we just talked about i am not an expert so i don't really feel comfortable like making a segment out of something because you know i don't really know what i'm talking about (laughs) so but but with um but the same thing with this guy he's like not a professional mentor he is not affiliated with any programs Mm -mm. this is just something that he feels god called him to do to help this boy out who was bullying his son and yeah i can see all three of these like people i can see all three of these opinions people feeling inspired by it because hey it's something new it's something that we don't really see it's a black kid a black man being a mentor to a black kid and plus his own son is involved and um there's no violence and stuff we often see parenting for the internet and it's these horrific abuses and stuff you know side note not even uh uh, side note can can we stop can people stop sharing videos of child abuse and asking people what they think about it because i've seen that so many times over my years on social media and stuff and i was just reminded of that this week because someone shared a video like a black girl in a bikini like twerking and then uh, the and then later the video cuts to her father hitting her with a belt in the kitchen while she still got the bikini on or whatever and it's like you know that'll teach him or something and then the other people like do you think she went too hard do you think he went too hard and the other people are, i think you know that's what you got to do and i'm and the whole time i'm like why are y'all sharing this on the internet right well this is fucking child abuse for one but let's say you don't think it's child abuse you know other people will think it's child abuse why are you sharing this fucking video on the internet two who gives a fuck what the fuck other people think about like thoughts what is that going to do y'all gonna have a forum on child abuse and figure it out today no you just want to share this viral video of a fucking child being beaten man and it's traumatic and you shouldn't fucking show that shit and um you could have just described it you could have just said man i saw this video and it's terrible and uh somebody should report this guy for child abuse or something rather than let's have a discussion and whoever filmed that shit shouldn't have filmed it in the first place like all of it's kind of ridiculous to me so um you know it's just crazy that people find like that kind of thing is completely acceptable quote-unquote like not not acceptable as in everybody agrees but acceptable as in it's become the norm that you share a video of someone smacking their kid or some shit and we go wow you shouldn't have did that but but click share next 
share it uh hey this is terrible share share like you just put that out there meanwhile this dude did something different something that he's trying to do something positive that's not involving violence or any of that type of shit and people were still trying to be like this is too much why would you put this business out there i'm like are y'all the same people i wonder what the venn diagram is i can't say they are the same people but i do wonder if the venn diagram of let me share somebody punching their child in the stomach and why are you sharing this charity video i wonder if it's the same you know right and also the thing is when it comes to a lot of these videos and we talked about it before average person wants a train wreck and guess what that's too positive that's not a fucking train wreck so that you can share and right. share so because it's going down your timeline you can't joke and you can't laugh and you can't you know get your puns on all of a sudden you know it's it's almost like you waste why y'all sharing this shit and i can't find anything to to crack or poke fun at it so then you come from it where you're sharing too much and if that's the case not trying funny be be consistent mm-hmm. if that's too much then this is too much too like if that's the case either both should be too much right like and, where's your line and then the other part of it is this it's you know um i understand you're putting the kids face out there mm-hmm. I, I do understand it's just i don't i think we've normalized violence in a way that Correct. is so it's, it's, it's not good to know especially against children you know it's just not good uh anyway laquetta says uh it appears harmless and well intended and seems to have had a positive effect on the other boy and his family i hope it stays that way 77 percent of people thought it was imp- inspirational 11 percent thought it was stupid and 11 percent thought it was dangerous so there you go um i think i'm more on the inspirational side as of right now you know maybe it changes as she said but to me i was like oh cool somebody's trying to do something different you know like if this would have just been a video of him making his son fight that boy they would have shared it a million times and been mad at that too so right all right uh we got no comments for episode 1775 my dear brother nature um dear spelled of course d-e-e-r um but we did have a poll with comments should people hold those tweets against brother nature for uh forever this is when brother nature at between 12 and 14 years old when he was on twitter he was saying some real problematic shit you know like uh how hitler white power and he's not obviously not white and i i think it was ironic that he said it in but still you know people don't care about that uh he said some shit about chris brown all this stuff so yes it should be held against his 12 to 14 year old self for the rest of his life eight percent of y'all are in the fuck that shit he uh, he should have never said it mm, i hope y'all never screwed up or did anything fucked up in your lifetime at the age of eight <laughs> right well 12 or 14 to be fair Tw- well 12 or 14 right. I, I hope you i hope that you did everything fucking perfect i hope you really did i hope you didn't fuck up at all at all at, i hope you did i hope you got straight a's you obeyed your parents you ain't wrote i hope that you was fucking perfect because no child is is perfect at that age uh 92 percent the overwhelming majority said nah you can't hold it against them forever uh kiana says i if we're being honest some of us have said horrible despicable things not that long ago as adults right he was a kid who seems to have grown up and it ain't that deep brooklyn shoe says if you could have heard the stupid and trash stuff i said in my teens and 20s uh uh acs would take away my kids 
it just wasn't recorded that's that's the thing and and, and that's what kills me sometimes about adults most people my age and older live in an age where shit wasn't recorded shit wasn't recorded there's no file there's nothing you can pull up again to show you the fucked up and foul shit that you said and because of that you want to judge this generation and that like is a fucking run strike you out but you wouldn't want you wouldn't want that standard placed on you it's people that can't admit they wrong about shit they said today come on like i don't like anyway and he didn't double down or anything right now if he would have doubled down okay that's cool but he was like that's fucked up yes but i was 12 to 14 nigga right and he didn't even personally say it that way like but i was like he, he literally was just like yeah that was fucked up and i apologize and part of the reason i'm trying to do what i do now is to kind of turn my life around to show people that i you don't have to be like that and people change I hope right. you are not the same person you was from 12 to 14. Hormonal changes going on, getting titties, starting your period, wet drink, all this crazy shit going on at that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 1776, welcome to the cookout, Megan Kelly. Um, AVE says, although I think Megan Kelly is racist, I think she was saying provocative things on purpose to get fired because she was getting guaranteed money and was probably tired of the criticism she didn't get at fox she finessed the hell out of nbc and they deserve it for hiring her in the first place um i've heard that theory floated out and maybe it is that simple um i don't think it is you don't think it is okay Mm -mm. maybe it's that simple and you're right that she um wanted to get fired i personally do not think so um i would love to see what that contract really worded what it really is because i've heard speculation that she's going to get all that money but i haven't really seen anyone say like confirm that she would get that money correct um it'll be interesting to see how that works out too i think both things can be true where her show was struggling she would have been more comfortable on fox which she probably can never go back to or she can't go back to anyway because she me tooed out of there Come everyone always, everyone always forgets she violated the code on her way out which was mm-hmm. i am going to use some feminism to get myself out of this off the out of this company um and i don't know that she never go back yeah i don't well, even they know even, they would never allow her back i don't even know that I, i'm not saying they won't allow her back i don't know that she can keep her same fans because okay. a lot of the women that watched her show were very much like those trump supporting women who think that you know it's not rape rape and what's wrong with grabbing pussies and you know kavanaugh's just being a bad boy i don't know that they still identify with megan kelly because she's tried she's to feminism as kanye west is the racism where she'll pull it out to protect herself i've guaranteed she's gonna pull it out to make sure she gets her money here mm-hmm. like this will become a feminist issue if she doesn't get her money because you can't like get rid of people like les moonves and harvey weinstein and give them parachute payments on the way out and not give me my money so i definitely can see how she might get her money but i don't so anyway so i do think you know she can get her money she could she was struggling she was she was not doing good on that show she may have even wanted out possibly and maybe your conspiracy is right i personally though do not think she wanted out of that show Mm -mm. and the reason i don't think she wanted out is the same reason i don't think a guy like roger sterling i think is his name the dude who used to own the clippers i don't think people like that have put their ego aside for money because they're going to get they're going to get the money anyway in their minds the money is theirs 
and they deserve it because they're great and they're better than everybody else and that money belongs to them because of their own privilege and the entitlement so i don't think it lines up with their worldview that they will want to lose face in front of everyone even if they got all the money in the world they would rather keep the ego part going because the money to them is is a given so they're like i i want to keep the show because it's my name it's my show and i know what i'm fucking doing i don't care about the ratings i don't care that these sensitive cucks think that my show isn't good and my interviews are too rough i'm megan kelly bitch this is my and so when they get fired or they lose something like this i think that this is almost worse than not having the money to people like this right they like if they had to uh, a choice where they said listen you'll get half the money that you are owed but you will get to keep your tv show even with terrible ratings and reviews we won't be able to take it away from you i think she'd pick that that's you know and i think the same way i think donald sterling that was his name i think donald sterling would have rather had the clippers than that fucking six billion dollars or whatever right like he took that six billion dollars begrudgingly because the worst thing for a rich entitled white person is to be told no that's worse that's worse than the fucking money thing they're gonna be rich and tired of white people no matter what so we have to take that off the table because everyone thinks there's gonna be like this financial uh cost of being racist and it never is and not for this level of racism not for this level so we have to stop that pipe dream shit i mean feel how you feel about it but it's it's a pipe dream to be like and they was gonna come get her check like no they weren't Mm -hmm. no matter what happened she could have said nigga 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 on the air she was probably gonna get secure some type of bag i don't know what the language says if that's the case but losing the show that's the part they never put in their plans losing face in front of everyone you know everyone's seeing their failure and they can't deny it that's the part they they don't like so that's how i felt about it um the other conspiracy that's been floating around too is the people saying um (laughs) she didn't know that blackface was wrong i like uh watch the segment again because some people i think have lost the context of the discussion she knew it was wrong because the conversation was the was it was wrong the segment wasn't even about something else it was it's not that she lucked into saying something offensive the whole fucking thing was blackface is offensive but i don't accept that so you can't even do the like how she's supposed to know blackface is wrong she brought up an example at the end of another woman just last year having a controversy over blackface you can't have the example on deck on a fucking tv show which means they did prep work to bring that picture on the screen you have to so you have to you have to keep your mind sharp while you're watching this shit because what happens is we um especially with white women our natural instincts in them as americans and the white supremacist uh patriarchal capitalist society is to turn around and say to infantilize white women to put victimhood to put that cloak of they didn't really mean it and i'm talking even these well-intentioned like i don't like megan kelly i think she's racist people they start putting a story together for her of she just said some off the cuff shit and and lucked into saying some racism by accident and now everybody wants her to lose her job well she being racist i don't like her that's not what happened she is a known fucking racist talked about blackface and her thing was i'm gonna stun on these hoes 
and tell y'all why blackface is okay and y'all kiss my ass i'm megan kelly and there will be no consequences that's my personal belief maybe we'll find out there's a conspiracy but you talking about when you talking about this conspiracy to get out the show you know how many producers have to be in on this you right the people that 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 get the uh do the segments the people that get the fucking um they had means about this shit bitch Hmm? they had meetings everybody got in the room yeah yeah like they're like these things aren't off the cuff Mm-mm. and the, even getting the picture and the research for the other blackface controversy somebody had to do that right the fact that the other three panelists sat up there and told her Mm-mm, and tried to save her multiple times changed the topic even and she brought it back to blackface she's just a racist this is what racist people do we don't need to create an extra story where it's all a conspiracy to lose your show or to get your money you are just, you are going to lose that show for bad ratings anyway you are going to say racist stuff because you say racist stuff it's just it's just to me i don't know it's to me it's just she doesn't need to be uh given a cover story she's just a racist and we don't need to go she didn't mean it she meant it she didn't make it that long in this industry as a newswoman i bet you money i now i personally would not take the time because i didn't watch her show but i bet you guys money if you watched enough of her fox show someone could figure out on youtube and put a complete collection of all the clips of her covering blackface stories for the last 20 years because blackface and halloween is always a story it's always been a story and i bet you money she's talked about this topic before on her other show Mm -hmm. so to say that she did not know it was racist is a lie and something that you're giving her because she's a white woman that's it there's not a, another deeper layer to it she's not ignorant she's not stupid she's a worldly woman she's in the news media this story i guarantee fucking tea it there's footage of her talking about this before this is the same woman that did the santa claus is white the same woman that said jesus is white the same woman that said that the black women who were arrested by the police were no angels and they were children the same woman that blamed sandra bland for her own death this woman is a racist she's just a blonde smiling traditionally attractive in the ways that most white people consider what's attractive racist and that's it we don't need to give her any extra room or rope she's just a racist and good fucking riddance um the poll was is megan kelly saying racist stuff on purpose yes she's trying to go viral and reach racist fans now see that's what i think happened i'm gonna be honest going to ratings trying to get the ratings up the only conspiracy i believe is that she thinks she can appeal to the roseanne bar um type you know tim the two-man taylor type people but but guess what they not watching uh up they not up in the morning watching the 10 to 2 show like that like like that view you talking about the stay at home moms they're not watching your shit let me tell you something else though 53 percent is still some of them are stay at home moms right they could watch her show Mm -hmm. they're not watching her show because she also trolls that line of using feminism when it's convenient that's why they're not she she is at the nexus of all the things that are unlikable right if she went full hill and was all the way like i'll make america great again i love trump then she might get some of those people correct but she won't because she doesn't like trump insulted her uh and she she has a personal level of like feminist force field around her for just her shit now nobody else's just her shit and that's just enough to piss off the white women that you know like they like trump they like kavanaugh 
it's just enough for them to be like fuck megan kelly right so that's you, all you need you're not getting them you ain't getting them numbers that's all you need and you don't have enough charm to get anyone else to like you show sure don't so that she's stuck in a rut it was a terrible idea uh and then two no she is a racist she just can't help herself i could also hear that too uh 66 percent uh mr all of that shit says i'm so sick of her my bedroom tv is on an hd antenna and nbc is the one network it picks up so i get to listen to a foolish program while i'm getting ready for work she literally talks about nothing the whole show i really hope nbc just has her on so they can uh so her contract plays out and they don't have to give her any free coins to go away but all of me wants them to just pull her off the air and put hoda with her cocktails in that time slot yeah i want tamarin to get it but uh the thing i was gonna say about this if they do have to give her that money i also uh, i actually am for that mm-hmm. i think this should be as costly as possible and if that means she gets rich that's fine she was gonna be yeah, rich fuck anyway them. they never should have gave her the goddamn job in the first place yeah i hope she gets every fucking penny and more i hope she every sues them dime. and she gets some more money in they, court right they go to court drag it all out and 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 insult the injury i hope you put somebody brown in the fucking spot because when you put a motherfucking scorpion on your back and try to cross the river you can't get halfway through the river and say why did you stick why did you sting me right because it's their fault because right. i guarantee you somebody told them it's a bad idea to hire her and then why do everyone said, told fuck them. it everyone told them it's not there is no excuse here they do deserve to lose every penny mm-hmm and i hope she sues him and gets even more i hope she gets a fucking discrimination case come on all of it and they have to settle and give her more i hope all all of it because whoever made this decision deserves to be fired as well come on and it should be costly and everyone should be like this is why we don't deal with fucking overt racist at, at our job laqueta says like most white women she's comfortable in her 47 years of unchecked racism that's why she was so surprised about the reaction to her harmless remark yeah it felt genuine to me that's the only time she's ever felt genuine on that fucking show being racist i said oh now see that's the real megan kelly you could have right cause, <laughs> right right because any other time the shit felt stiff the poll i mean the next episode was a review for the walking dead martin luther rick versus maggie x um now this is two weeks old obviously um since uh we've done another review since then um but we did get uh, three comments okay let's see what you guys had to say um for our walking day review um turk says hi guys the more i think about jadis the more i hate her ass i just remembered an episode where negan was about to bash carl's head in before the tiger the kingdom the hilltop saved alexandra she had made a deal with negan to receive people in exchange to help the saviors attack alexandria that's true she's a filthy slave trader all because the junk is too lazy and stupid to grow their own food she is literally and figuratively trash i hope she accidentally gets killed by one of her art projects peace turk you know what you just made me think about turk what if the people she's trading the whoever she's trading people with is georgie's colony that would put a twist on everything if georgie colony does slave trading on the back on the back end of everything right like they present one face to maggie and it turned out mm, anyway p.s who knows how many other groups she knows about because she said that they take but don't bother i support a group as big as the juncticons to support a group as big as the juncticons that had to take a lot which means she could have had access to groups all over dc virginia maryland area she's dangerous yeah and by take i guess she meant take people too come on and which is a bother technically 
heavyweight says while rebuilding civilization is a logical next step i feel like one of the major draws of this show is the chaos and anarchy i like i think that a lot of people fantasize about living lawless forgetting that survival of the fittest wouldn't include them i'm loving this pacing i thought we wouldn't find out who was doing the killing until season break i'm betting they let little rachel kill jacob and that's why he got the hit in the chest instead of the head i'm gonna need gabe to sack up and hit him with the alicia keys voice i won't tell your secrets and now he's stepping in front of her before the fight with the saviors and lying for her i hope she knocks some sense into him with that radio to the head i don't disagree that working together to rebuild is the right decision um but i feel rick is pushing too hard to make all the groups work together it seems like he's willing to set the unity of the other three groups oh to let the unity of the other groups three groups dissolve to force the savior square peg into a round hole and it seems more out of spite to negan the sense of right and wrong i'm cool with rick deciding not to kill the saviors but you can't take that choice away from everyone else who had all the reason in the world and expect things to go smoothly yeah well i will say this though i don't think it's out of spite to negan i think it's more about carl right because i think he really wakes up every day and wants to kill negan and then goes carl wouldn't want that correct especially considering the methods they chose to bring these communities under subjugation the savior struck first or all the groups in the area if daryl hadn't put had the rpg on the back of the gas truck little timmy and the dick brigade would have killed abe and ben at alexandria at it that night with all the saviors and that's before the compound raid i honestly don't see how you can make them fit looking forward to next week well heavyweight you was right bro because that nobody wanted to see that apparently with the older side lady stop killing saviors now no once you start you can't stop or yes they've satisfied their revenge 70 uh, uh, uh. percent think they're gonna keep killing saviors uh they said it was their last one but you know who knows but i now i don't think they can stop because the saviors figured out who been killing them so now it's a war and yes they satisfied their revenge 30 percent thought, thought the ladies would keep their word so um episode 1778 this hoe got roaches in her crib our book review where we had vice in our house i know vice news was here they were they interviewed us recording and shit. recorded us some people was like i hope they don't uh mess up the interview or cut cut it to make y'all look bad or whatever and i'm like you know what man what can i do like i just, you know they they seem to be on the up and up and be cool but i don't know what their story editing is gonna look like right i don't even know if any of our shit is gonna make the story because the story ain't about us it's nope. about Quan mills and right who who is he in real life and what the fuck is he representing how is he making a living doing this shit um so, so we don't know how much or if any like how they're gonna chop all any of this stuff up right so the only thing we did was really talk about the book and um you know and and just kind of black shit like the the fine line between um entertaining black folks and being representative to black folks and what responsibility if any there is to that people feel about it mm-hmm. uh aquia writes in hi rod and karen this review was everything i haven't read the book and i'm not sure if i will but i cackled throughout the whole review i really like the way you all broke the book down and highlighted the nuanced approach to what was supposed to be negligence rod's comparison of roaches to ants took me all the way down i was laughing so hard that the person in the office next door came to see if i was okay i owe you all a five-star review so i'm going to go do that before i forget and you did thank, thank you thanks for all that you do uh aquia thank you thank you 
yeah um i mean look i i enjoyed the fuck out of that book Mm -hmm. like the cover uh, from the cover and stuff i thought it would actually be worse than it was Mm -hmm. as quality or whatever right you know but i still i still enjoyed it the way i enjoyed love and hip-hop like it was nothing i didn't take no lessons with me i did not feel like it was a positive portrayal of blackness uh necessarily or anything like that but it was entertaining to me yes brooklyn shoebay says i didn't read the book but your recap had me enthralled i need to know what happened also i did feel a way because my government name rhymes with fred quisha oh i'm not gonna guess what it is but uh (laughs) joe writes in why am i still thinking about that poor little fictitious girl three days after listening to that review is Quan mills that good a writer or did rod and karen once again succeed in pulling reason out of ratchet i was this close to purchasing the story for myself the author has 170 reviews on amazon but the author picture snapped me back to reality yeah that that was such a weird picture for him to pick the one with the dude and his tongue hanging out mm-hmm. i don't know if everybody's seen that picture but yes because that's what i that's what i thought he looked like yeah I, I i mean i didn't think that was him i i just thought what a it's like i think he must have just googled ratchet and just that was the first that picture was the first and that would make sense i'm going to listen to rise interview with the author and then decide i like how much thought y'all are putting into getting this book or not this was not an ad for the book or him everybody's like should i should i not right it's like if you didn't read it for the book club i don't know why you would read it now i mean you know do what you want to do but i don't know like that was it uh the poll was do you think Quan mills hates black women yes no or i haven't decided i don't think karen what do you think you don't think he hates them hmm i don't know even after interviewing him i feel like it's the thing where i feel like he has issues with black women even if he wouldn't admit but i have never met a person that would admit they have issues with black women nobody thinks they have issues with black women. no they don't multiple times i've had conversations with people no one thinks they have issues with women period but right especially black women so multiple times i've interviewed guys that i thought definitely have hang-ups about black women you know i asked shay b i interviewed him for a medium talk and to me it's blatantly obvious that that dude has issues um i was surprised that Quan mills did not see that criticism even coming like he felt like where are these people even getting this from mm. to me i'm like look at your covers look at the titles yeah. for those that only know that part that privilege how can yeah it's definitely privilege uh my ability to interview him is privileged because i'm sure if i was a black you know there's a lot of black women who got mad and cussed his ass off and hung up um and you know i'm kind of shielded by that that male privilege where i'm like okay we'll explain that okay so you don't see this all right well gotta move on to the next thing i don't i don't don't want to do this for an hour um but uh i don't know i don't know if it's hates i think hates is obviously a strong word i did create the poll but i think he definitely has issues though i think he got issues around black women i I would agree um and i think it's more about just blackness in general because there's a classism and a judgment that he has i don't find it to be unique i think Mm -mm. i think he's representative of a lot of black folks agreed black people in my family that are like i don't know why these you know poor black people keep killing each other we used to be poor and you gotta get you gotta not do shit like that you can't go to prison you know like i don't think what he's saying is so like uh necessarily controversial 
but i think the fact that you're kind of you've monetized that judgment you've monetized that kind of classes approach to some of this the because you know if you look at the titles they are like section eight hoe gutter hoe uh cna hoe so like it's it's all it's like you know this bitch is so it is like it like to to be the kind of person that's comfortable profiting off of that i don't know how you can turn around and say you have no issues i just don't know how it's you know and i don't know that he's that unique or different because look at hip-hop you know half my favorite artists can't finish a sentence without calling somebody a bitch or a hoe or even if it's you know the universal bitch that we all like i'm not just talking about a woman talking Mm -hmm. about anybody even then it still is a thing you know i love kendrick kendrick kendrick's gonna be a misogynist by nature uh i love um a a lot of artists you know women and men too this isn't just even a man thing Mm -hmm. um and i do think this genre is misogynistic and very like um it profits it profit it makes money off of anti-blackness the genre does right um the same way like i love it hip-hop does the same way like it makes money off of this this kind of portrayal of blackness that some people would feel um uncomfortable with or whatever so uh i don't know all like all of that to say like i do think he has issues i hate maybe too strong but um i don't know how you can i don't know how you cannot feel that he has issues you know like him dating a black woman that's not really anything here or there i mean maybe that proves that he ain't um that his book called uh my my bad white bitch maybe he's looking at it that way like see this proves that i'm not just out here dating white women because i think black women ain't shit yeah maybe you might feel that way that 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 is disproven but i don't know that it disproves that you like don't have issues around black women right it's a lot of dudes that marry have children baby mamas and stuff but black women that still gonna like them yeah so uh but uh the poll yes 20 percent think he does hate black women 40 percent says no they don't think he hates black women and 40 percent haven't decided yet i'm probably in a haven't decided yet camp in that i would need to read more of his shit to really feel like okay this dude just fucking has issues with that, that's understandable you know yeah. but i didn't get that vibe from this book particularly because i felt like all the bad shit was heaped on the like one person fred quisha and you know maybe her little crew of people and then you had a bunch of other black women in the book that weren't fucked up so i you know it's hard to get it from this way but i don't know man look at those titles man it's uh it's kind of that chicken or egg thing like what's worse to not be misogynistic quote-unquote like to not be a person that hates black women and to profit off of that language or to be a person that hates black women and then lie and say you don't well you know i don't know like it, it, to me it's almost worse to be like nah i actually don't have these issues i don't do that but i just realize people buy books if you do call them that yeah it's almost worse you know because it's like a it's very conscious decision you made that well i'm gonna live my life one way and i and my books are, i mean fuck it if you want to buy the book do you want to buy the book what am i gonna say it's a remarket you know like I, and i had to think about it personally because like i would never name our show something that i thought you know what i mean like that would be like if we named every episode of the show like stupid hoes and bitches part three and but but our downloads went up to a million downloads an episode oh, they would 
um i would not be able to to do that like mm-hmm. i would feel a way about See? that shit even if we got rich i'd be like yeah it's not worth being rich if this is how i gotta do it so you know it's very much a, a business decision it sounds like correct Bookman Shube says no but i feel like a big woman broke his heart <laughs> joe spacey says this might be like what rappers used to say he doesn't hate all of them but just those over there yeah it did feel like that the interview felt like uh when snoop Dogg used to be like nah i'm just talking about hoes and bitches not women and it's like mm, really bro have you thought about that sentence uh like would you take that as a racist person telling you i'm only talking about certain types of niggers but not black people you you would not accept that as a reasoning uh laquetta says i personally feel uncomfortable with the language he uses when referring to specific women or types of women yeah and that and then there's also the genre because we've read other books and that is the genre that's the whole genre like yeah and and some people need to come to realization that that's not the genre and that's okay yeah yeah there were people that were like you know i didn't want to read this book specifically because i don't like this genre and i understood that same you know and there's also people that are gonna only have issues because he has a male pen name that if he like i said if he would have said his name like he has a writing partner uh india something and i guarantee you don't see as much with her like because people think well she's a woman it's it's different you know anyway uh we had a couple comments on the medium talk as well uh celeste 63 says great interview very interesting and ev says this is such a great interview it didn't seem like it was two hours because it zoomed by uh, zoomed by me uh looking forward to the next book review thanks ev yeah um i did think it was a good interview um mostly because i was it was he was very different than i thought it would be like it was almost put me off guard because i spent and he was very like long-winded um and very adept at kind of like um you know kind of telling stories and providing examples and he knew the history of the genre it just came off like a businessman in a way to which you know i i don't know i still think about how do i feel about this because black people and mostly black women are the people that have lifted this genre up and give him money correct so it's hard to then turn around and be like yeah like it's not like he's taking advantage of like people Mm -hmm. buy the books and read they do want to read them and he only makes the money if you read it like the like he is he even said like i didn't know that business model like Mm -hmm. it was a very informative uh interview and he sounds like a very intelligent dude compared to what you i what i was expecting when i heard him so yeah it's one of those things back down to you know you hate to be all business technique you know Mm -hmm. technical and shit it's the market like the market dictates that that's what they wanted right yeah and i mean yeah he, he just felt calculating in a way you know that um i don't know that i expected when i was talking to him and it was kind of threw me off a bit but it made him pretty intriguing and a and a pretty good interview because he wasn't just saying some stupid shit every two minutes or whatever like you know go ahead yeah and i understand that when it comes to black shit black people are very sensitive about this but like we said before white people write about all types of shit and they sell like gangbusters 
the the vampire frankenstein all time having sex with women all types of shit like that like you know they have their ratchet reading and all that type of shit but it's white people shit so no niggas give a fuck about it so i feel like if the market can dictate that for them and people purchase it like in my mind i don't see the difference yeah i don't it's not like people are going in blindly and go oh what the fuck is this no he's telling you this is what you're getting nope nobody's being fooled nobody's being tricked there's no gotcha it's no this is what you want this is what i'm giving you yeah i don't know that um that white people are necessarily the best people to to emulate when it comes to selling shit but i i de- there's definitely a double standard on black shit that was kind of what we talked about a lot was just there is a double standard that if you do some black shit it's representative of everybody and right. it, and while people pretend that you don't need to be positive and doesn't need to have a message they say that but then they don't act like that no. when you write something that's black they always add an extra level of why come insecure ain't using condoms as opposed to just if it was some white show we would just watch it we wouldn't talk about the condoms because we wouldn't feel this extra pressure of why isn't your show telling a good message to your grown ass audience who already knows about fucking stds why isn't it educating them as well why it can't just be entertaining so it is that double standard Mm -hmm. um that exists but even with all that you know he's chosen a path like i said the only part that really surprised me was him feeling uncomfortable with the criticisms because i i I thought that when i talked to him he would be like oh no i understand what i'm doing and i'm making money so i don't give a fuck you know that's what i thought he's gonna basically be like like these motherfuckers say they don't want this but then why the fuck am i rich you know (laughs) like i thought he was basically that was gonna be his argument but like he wasn't prepared like i put it out there just not know what to expect and he was like oh shit yeah and maybe it's because he has studied the genre and he thought well these other people don't receive this but i mean that's why all y'all niggas using pen names because what y'all doing is something that you really don't want attached to your government name because it's it's not going to be received as professional or good in a lot of cases even if you did make money Mm -hmm. you know anyway um we got uh one more episode it was daryl and rick stuck in a rut um our recap of walking dead um and um the comments were from the truth 82 who says great recap as always the whole the whole whole scene was so frustrating that's all i got keep up the good work lol oh and i thought the dead walkers maggie came across on her way to alexandra were a result of michonne's late night target practicing oh maybe that yeah it could have been that i don't know what the hatchet got there for but could have been that what do you think could have been that or i i think in my opinion because maybe just me they purposely did it during the daytime mm-hmm. i really do think that was the saviors going through you remember how the saviors walked up at the camp and they was telling them oh we found out who um uh the ocean side was fucking people up i think that maggie had probably just missed them saviors walking through the camp okay eve says i honestly don't know how rick isn't going to get eaten i really don't want such an iconic character to go out that way he deserves to go in michonne's loving arms but unless they pull a glenn under the garbage can move i don't see how he isn't walking food yeah it's interesting because i was just a fire starter and tone was saying the exact opposite like he better get eaten so i don't really feel strongly about it either way to Mm -hmm. be honest like whether he gets eaten or not it's kind of like whatever because i mean he gonna die or not die like 
i kind of hope they actually leave room for him to be alive and come back to the show later because i honestly don't want to show that like this to just lose such a major character in this kind of way and especially since we know the outside story which is that he's just wants off of the show because he's tired of doing it you know so that kind of sucks over 10 years yeah it just kind of sucks that real life gets in the way because in a comic book obviously we would never have to worry about that Mm -mm. should they kiss kill negan yes he needs to die no he needs to live care i can see them going either way but truthfully yeah he need to go 74 percent of the audience agrees with you 25 percent uh says he needs to live so i don't know if they're just attracted to jeffrey dean morgan and uh want him and michonne to swirl it up or what but um it sounds like some of y'all are not in the camp of uh negan needs to go all right let's get to our emails and i'll also pull up the phone line i just realized i hadn't checked the the uh, actual messages okay um <laughs> so my bad everyone um and uh i also have to wait for the uh gmail to load real quick all right everything's running slow yeah i don't know i feel like the internet's moving slow today in here uh all right let me go to calls and see if we missed anything um for the messages um oh you have to click on each one shout out to uh shout out to skype i don't want to make it too easy on a brother that's a fucking update might uh might fuck around think i'm somebody y'all make it a little too easy um i might just look this up on my phone right is it worth it yeah um make this shit easier all right yeah all right it looks like i can do it on my phone um uh, a little easier um uh till this computer loads all right so uh they say uh erica writes in i feel like a kid on christmas i finally took the time to add the premium shows on apple Podcasts. i've been premium for a while but still went through the website to listen to balls esports and spoiled movie reviews which sucked because if my browser closed or refreshed i'd have to figure out where i left off to get back into the show especially on the pregame and balls deep but that's how much i love y'all i was paying for premium and hardly ever listening to shows thanks so much for all your hard work yeah um listen i'm telling you now um uh, if you are premium log into the website the blackouttest.com go to um our um go to the premium page the blackouttest.com slash premium scroll to the bottom the rss feed instructions the password and the username is all right there in blue at the bottom mm-hmm. it's an easy way to uh sign up and yeah. to um to get it on your phone the only the only time you have to worry about changing something is when i change the password on the website which i do you know every few months to keep it honest because you know don't want no freeloaders um and you just change the password and you keep it going it's that simple uh and there's pictures and frame by frame steps and everything and if you if that fails and you still have an issue you can email me the tips at gmail.com we will walk you through it so yeah we will and you can get like the main feed for everything and then you get individual shows too yeah i got i got it on my phone as well so uh vandalized this is like a girl kiana who says 
um hey i know i'm late but i wanted to say something super quick white folks love history without cultural context i was at a conference in annapolis two weeks ago annapolis has a lot of history because it's the oldest city in the state of maryland it was also one of the most used posts during slavery ports during slavery anywho <clears throat> the hotel was hosting this conference had a display called 14 presidents before washington that showcased all the presidents of the continental congress before george washington all the white folks who walked up by were walked by were gushing over it i walked by and said oh 14 more niggas who thought black folks were subhuman come on history is not the same for black and brown folks love y'all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the truth like if you if people like that joke that Chappelle made was so good in that stand up uh, where he said our money look like baseball cards with slave owners on them like, come on that's the truth um, she also wrote in about I don't know about birth and no babies episode 1774 one thing the article Rod read about lower pregnancy rates didn't touch on that I'm curious about is how environmental racism affects women uh, in urban environments getting pregnant especially black women I recently found out that I have fibroids and it really complicates my chances of getting pregnant I went on Twitter to ask a question and so many women who I know and didn't know commented fibroids have a, hard, a high prevalence among black women yes, they do. we see higher occurrences of shit like asthma and respiratory issues and lead poisoning in urban areas than where black folks are i wonder what the full extent of damage for folks in flint will be will those women's fertility be impacted just a thought or question rather love y'all yes it will be and they have done studies like back in the 60s and 70s they did a study that talked about uh african-american women and their birth rate and how their birth rate was lower and how african-american women had a higher percentage of losing their children black women lose their children at a higher percentage than any other group like we have more stillbirths and things like that black women have a higher percentage of fibroids uh than any other group of like tumors and things like that um and i i'm pretty sure uh because it's us you know somebody would need to invest into doing studies and statistics to really get the numbers that you're talking about but yes environment does matter because if you really think about it anytime they want want a waste plant where does it go near us anytime they want landfills where does it go near us airports right airports near us like 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 they they purposely put the shit near us because the white folks have a fit and they protest and go to the town hall meetings and say how dare you and 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 shit like that you know you can't even put a walmart by a lot of white people's neighborhoods oh they will have a fucking fit you can't even put a goddamn bus stop in certain neighborhoods you gotta put one of those fucking fancy artisanal walmarts but in white people's neighborhoods it's crazy right that makes it look like a walmart non-walmart yeah it gotta look like a farm from a distance or some shit like right, what it happened to us i was like that's i was like we were going we were going somewhere down in south carolina I was like that's walmart they was like yeah they was like shit like the land of toys right they was like no it, it they was like it had to fit the the the, the um uh, infrastructure what was already there we couldn't have no fucking blue box so we had to put yeah. these bricks and shit on it because the buildings are already here the shit had to match the shopping center yeah so that could be it man i also think you know um economically you have issues there's a lot there's a lot a lot of moving parts to the pregnancy discussion especially once you add race in come on um let me go to the next segment all right and also i did pull up some voicemails let me see if i can get these to work i can't tell which one came first okay uh, let's see let me think so it looks like maybe the top one comes first i don't know Rice captain. we'll find out together guys <laughs> skype's voicemail thing is terrible yes oh that was it only one second hold on 
Okay, it yeah. must have been a butt mm-hmm. dial. Let me check this this other one then, this other voicemail. Good morning. I'm hoping I reached the correct number as a British lady with an accent. But I'm trying to call Rod and Karen, uh, two of my favorite podcasters. Uh, I'm currently catching up on uh, some of your podcasts. And I'm on a podcast right now where, Rod, you spoke about flying first class. And you said that's the way to go. And uh, that's the only way that you would want to fly again. I'm getting ready to take a flight and get ready to go to Clarksville, Tennessee myself. And I just upgraded to first class. It's going to be my very first time. I'm also a guy of larger character. And I just want to know, what are some of the pros of flying first class versus flying in economy class? Again, Karen and Rod, thanks a lot for all you do for us and our community. And we appreciate it. Uh, I hope I, I hope I, I hope this is a way too late, but hopefully you've already experienced this. But for me personally, man, uh, one the size of the seats like They're much larger. Um, you know, uh, there's only two seats in the aisle as opposed to the three, uh, which is big. Um, and because even when they give me an aisle seat, I'm just I'm also just barely too fucking tall, which which sucks because like i could if with karen beside me i put the armrest up i can make a regular ass seat work if we sit together it but it's the fact that um i'm just i'm like i'm I'm only six feet like it's not like i'm seven feet it, it fucking my knees jam into the back seat if the person puts their feet back their seat back even an inch it's in my knee and so then they'll give me an aisle seat but then i only get to put that one leg out there and then people are bumping that leg and the stewardess or steward or, or what do you call air flight attendants the flight attendants are like bumping it to me and shit um and it's kind of claustrophobic in the back whatever but that that part isn't you know that part is neither here nor there the benefits that i've experienced so far um they have like first class like as a line for the tsa which is i don't know why but first class people get a shorter line um they have we have tsa pre-check now but before we even had that they still had this line mm-hmm. this shorter line um you go on the flight first and you get out first that is that improves just the idea of a flight by like 90 percent. come on because yeah. piling up behind everyone putting their bags in and shit is is that is an ordeal in itself right uh they serve you drinks they serve you food depending on the length of time that you're in the air um you get these like fucking cool snacks and shit uh it's always some shit that it's like they went to marshall's because the snacks yeah. don't make no sense it's like barbecue pork rinds and i was like, like i've never seen this shit in no store no fucking where who is this maker korean barbecue pork jerky that was literally something we had yeah delicious mustache cookies honestly i'm not making these up yeah these, these are real names i'm like what the why who where do you buy this <laughs> right where do you buy this like what makes a cookie taste better because it's in the shape of a fucking mustache um and they'll give you like a meal um you know um yeah, depending on the length of the flight yeah um and and you get like these drinks and shit they're constantly refilling your drinks and all that shit you're close to the bathroom um so those would be the main things i don't feel like it's some like you, has to be thing you no know, and uh, the thing is because you get off first you get your bags first yeah which and is, they give you a towel um thing too like a blanket yeah up there yeah i'm always cold so i wrap up in the in the towel I they, mean, co- the they give you coat check like i'll come on there with my jacket they'll be like sir may i hang up your jacket i was like Whoa. that thing tripped me out at first i was like what the first time we was in first class and they did that i was 
the, i flew i freaked out the whole flight because i wasn't prepared for that and my wallet was in my jacket and i was like oh these niggas don't steal my wallet because that's i'm not used to whatever rich people do this is mm-hmm. not i'm not rich so Mm-mm. i was like this you know luxury. i'm sure some rich person would be like i don't my wallet what would they do with that they would know what to spend all that money right i was like i need that 20 dollars, you know so uh that you know those are the main perks i think um of it it, there's some weird downsides to if you're black and first class there, there are people that look at you weird and fucking yes they do you know there's a you know we get up to do priority boarding and they had a, that moment where they're like i don't know if you're supposed to be in this line type of thing but you know we haven't had like a really bad experience with that yet um <laughs> i actually almost did the opposite there was this lady that uh sat karen went to do something and then she sat her bag in front of karen's seat and she asked me i said ma'am my wife's gonna be sitting there and i had my headphones in and then she said something like oh no it's fine and i was like bitch what you mean it's i'm telling you it's not fine not there's no other side to this where where it's like oh no 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 i've decided that your wife doesn't need to sit here but I was, you know the whole time i was like okay but when my wife gets here you're gonna have to move this shit so i i mean uh, cool if you want because she just wanted to put her bag there and she didn't want to sit there as her thing so she was thinking well i'm not actually taking this seat uh, I, but i'm like i didn't say i'm using this seat to hold my jacket i said my fucking wife's coming so then when karen came you know karen's all super nice and shit so it's easily the you know the woman's like oh i'm sorry i didn't know and karen's like i didn't know da 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 and there was like seven of them or five of them or something so when we got up to do priority boarding for the first class people or whatever they got up and i almost i didn't because i mind my, my my business i don't know what the fuck is going on i don't assume anything but i almost told her like ma'am no it's for first class <laughs> like but then they got up and it was like all of them went in first class or somewhere in that area anyway like maybe because they were old she was with her grandparents maybe they got on first or something i don't know but they all got to go on first and together yeah but it was just funny because i almost had a second and i laughed to myself i didn't say anything it, i just laughed to myself at the idea of me the person that everybody else was looking at like i know these niggas ain't in first class being the one that's like excuse me white people i don't think you guys are in <laughs> you don't first understand. class you don't understand this is for first class so white people please sit back down it just would have been funny uh so hope we answer your questions um let me see did i leave anything out of the first class thing karen Mm-mm. all right let me see i think we have another voicemail this is from tuesday let's see what this one says hey rod this is three castle calling from vice i just want oh to- we already talked so that was uh, our vice call there you yes. go um i'm sure we've already uh shared that information uh let's see sunday we got two calls all right it's weird going back this far (laughs) like what is this so the devil is trying my patience i probably i probably sound really low or out of breath devil's trying somebody patience today they probably don't know that the voicemail picked up i don't know they was having a time but then they called again a minute later so let's see i think i think the white woman throws everybody off okay i feel so much better now so basically trying to go premium trying having some technical difficulties so yeah that's my only thing um five star packing um so much 
can't believe I'm leaving Texas. I'll get it better. I'll get it together. Okay, I guess they're having issues going premium. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, they have emailed e- me. I'm about to say, email us, baby, at the black com. I will walk so you through it. We can help you, baby, honey. We we don't want the devil trying you today. Yeah, you. Oh, baby, you. Oh, baby, we got to fix this problem. Hopefully, I've already talked to that person because I know I there was a person so. that was having issues, and we figured it out over. uh direct message and email you, you sound like me you have having problems going, i don't oh, want nobody out here having no problems like, so we trying to help I'm, I'm trying to do it come on now come on computer all right i think all, everything else we've already done a feedback show on the rest of these messages so that was an interesting trip right i'm about to say if it allow you to delete them shit uh all right now back to these emails derica says hey y'all uh episode 1776 biggest at pride i had to comment on the biggest at pride yeah the pride parade and they had the the, the people of religious rights and freedom to harass these gays and call them slurs i went to the pride parade and post event in atlanta with my god sis a couple weeks ago i've been to other small social cl- and clubs with her but it was my first time attending pride so i made sure to do some research on ally etiquette and it's such a big event i had a ball and it was quite beautiful it was great to be surrounded by people happily and freely celebrating themselves but y'all the anti-lgbtq plus folks out there just disgusted me there was nothing peaceful about their signs and presence seeing them even shook me up so i can only imagine how it affects their true targets daily it breaks my heart for the community to have to deal with those with trash ass people who choose to go out of their way and insert hate i appreciate y'all covering lgbtq plus topics long live the blackout tips thank you thank you and yeah that that's trash that sucks um steve writes in the white guy who listens (laughs) (laughs) thank you baby oh man first of all thank you for the countless hours of entertainment and education i am in my car a lot and you definitely help pass the time a co-worker introduced me to your show a few months ago and it's everything he said it was shout out to co-workers shout out to co-workers making the day go by faster each one teach one you know hey listen let me tell you something there's nothing for me personally there's nothing more intimate you can share with a co-worker than this is my podcast i listen to yeah because most of the time you and and when you tell somebody that you this is one of the things but it's a true true co-worker friendship because we're like are you gonna be cool with this or right. is it gonna be a problem like honestly that might be more intimate than sex is telling them this is my favorite podcast that i listen to while i'm over at my desk and you hear me laughing this is it so watch your tone okay don't right. say nothing bad about my show right this is <laughs> my shit your perspective and knowledge on the topics you cover and the fact that you don't hold anything back when you cover them is fantastic you both have given me several talking points to draw on when speaking with people on a lot of issues keep doing what you do it's great and yes i'm gonna leave a five-star review on itunes thank you steve yay appreciate that thank you baby um john writes in episode 1779 thoughts i see both sides of what rick and michonne are trying to do as well as maggie and those who aren't on negan staying alive as for me i see the parallels to culture wars as far as religious extremists evangelicals and islamic folks who wage violence these christians that align that align with trump and want to eliminate those of us who aren't like them or accept their way of life are similar to the saviors just like isis and al-qaeda are the bin laden and al-baghdadi even after they died they still killing folks whether they are soldiers or civilians it's the same as what hilltop and oceanside are feeling and doing there's never enough bodies to drop for people to satisfy uh to feel satisfied and feel safe they want all of them dead even people who didn't participate in the fighting martyr or sitting in jail 
the fight is what they all believe in rather than accepting the enough is enough and living is ultimately all that matters what happens once rick is gone is as much a factor for all of them alexander hilltop ultraside in the kingdom as real life is for us that's my observation and thoughts on the season of the walking dead you to our amazing as always i enjoy the recast and enjoy the, the usual tbgwt episodes thank you yeah that's deep uh and i kind of agree so thank you <laughs> that's all like that's, that's all i got for you like, i i agree totally with what you just said and and it is a ph- philosophical debate that we still have to this day it's it's such a cute i don't know people get mad but it's such a human show it the rut of the conversation and the cyclical nature of it is life that's life every day we are deciding what is a retribution versus revenge what is um what is going to keep us able to live in a free society versus what is us stuffing down people's free speech and here's a society that you're remaking from ground one i i think it's relevant um monica writes in hi Roddy can i've been selfishly enjoying your shows for too long without feedback so here i am firstly i'm so happy and proud for all that you're accomplishing with the podcast from your first live show to a symposium in california i love seeing your dedication take you to new heights thank you um thank you, thank you to dr bammy and uh sarah uh for taking for ha- letting us come out and hang out mm-hmm. my love for you is so deep and i reluctantly resumed watching the new season of the walking dead because i wanted to fully immerse myself in the recaps heck you guys are the reason i started watching in season six i've been bored by the show recently and if not for the wednesday recaps i will not be watching at all all that being said i have a funny story in the last few recaps karen mentioned more than once how bad an idea it was to have gabriel be an overnight watch with his one working eye and i remember feeling a little uh, uncomfortable saying my two woke ass is like disabled people can do just as much as able-bodied people i mean i was get- kind of guessing cut to halloween afternoon i'm dressed as quasi the pirate cat from disney junior show octonauts assigned to me by my four-year-old i made my own costume complete with an eye patch guys i gained so much more understanding of vision impairment than i ever knew i have pretty great vision and having one eye cover completely fucked up my depth perception and threw me off a ton it does i felt like such a maroon and i immediately thought of gabriel lol that could not be easy i was so disoriented i started talking louder as if my hearing was affected too i was it was such a silly reaction anyway perhaps you were right and i was wrong also i need to learn from actual people with visual impairment and not just assume my moral of the story is avoid eye patches and costumes because it makes walking at twilight pretty freaking scary my much smarter friend suggested just keeping the patch above my eye yeah that worked out better anyways thanks for all the thoughtful deep conversations as well as silly games and puns which i love later monica thank you yeah and it's one of the things where no i wasn't trying to criticize people with uh disabilities anything like that it's just the fact that you need full sight like for what he was actually watching and you need to be able to look in both directions to me those types of things yeah to me i I mean look i don't i'm not an expert on this but to Mm -hmm. me the ableism of something like that would be like he can't contribute to our community he only has one eye right or you know like (laughs) i don't know don't give him a gun or something like that like i it's not like that's like saying that if someone were to not be able to um to use their legs and their and your um your 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 camp or whatever is not um is not uh friendly for is it's not it's not 
whatever what do you call it when you pass the local inspections it's not it's not coded if you know what i'm saying ADH compliant yeah it's not adh compliant there you go it's not adh compliant so like the tower for the lookout thing y'all don't have an elevator or something you got to get on a ladder and climb up there to me it's not ableist to be like well we can't have this dude do lookout because he can't use his legs to get up the tower so we can't he won't be able to do lookout physically so we'll just assign him that job anyway because fuck it you know that would make us ableist to not give him the job like if you can't make the job work for the person and you can't and you don't have the means to me that's that's not it to me ableism is like you can't do anything or you can't participate or we're not going to do anything to make it so you could do this job and i don't think gabe being lookout at night uh with one eye is necessarily the hill i would die on in the zombie apocalypse if somebody was like you know is this kind of ableist i'd be like i don't know but i know that y'all niggas want to be alive in the morning and gabe ain't exactly the dude you know um also he was out there getting his dick sucked which is much more of a problem and for me much more distracted to be fair yeah, not more, less <laughs> likely to pay attention than with one to, eye to be fair i have much less of a problem yeah, with his right. one eye mm-hmm. as i have i mean with, he was using the one eye but not right but, but not the one to see with right i, I don't like that shit <laughs> like no 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 hanky panky on the clock bro you're supposed to be trying to keep me alive while i'm asleep right somebody come on the wrong side you won't you definitely won't see him then because both eyes is closed tristan writes in hi rod and karen the walking dead there were a couple of funny things with this ep the scene where daryl and rick fall into a pit and rick insinuates that it's part of the trap and daryl's supposed to have dug a giant hole that offered you a ride they knew exactly where you would want to fall, get off the bike start a fight and just to trap you okay man the the other thing yeah i laughed at that too but then i was also like well from rick's perspective daryl also just told him the relay call didn't get there right, so he's maggie like, was on her way to alexander how do i know this is not a trap either right he's like did you plan this shit too like he would have been super mad at that point he would have believed anything right daryl talking about some come on man like nigga ain't no come on man i hope your bike gets though <laughs> The, the other thing is with negan and michonne in the last scene michonne says eat negan i was looking down at my phone and i heard eat nigga i wish michonne would have could could be that real she says it twice in that scene shit was funny also i noticed the type of apples michonne was feeding judith hint the best kind uh i don't i didn't notice hopefully they weren't red delicious mm, they were green the quorum mills app was really in, very interesting one thing that stuck out to me was the shock at that people's reaction to book titles and covers when you know you are doing something for shock value how can you be surprised some people think you have a problem with the community yes 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 uh tristan with crack hole dreams and this bitch got roaches in her crib someone seeing those titles going to think negatively about black women when you made that video eating that kit kat you knew people would be mad it wasn't a shock was it nope not saying that people should make the comments that they do but i think at this point we all would be understanding enough about human nature on the internet to know people are going to react again i'm not saying that people should charge him with think hurting the black community because he writes fictional hood books but it's surprising he didn't see that coming that was the part for me too i that like the whole interview kind of starts there and i'm like so wait what (laughs) like i mean that's kind of like obvious i so okay get me to this place where you because you know i the way i do interviews i don't jump in people's shit Mm -mm. i'm i've never yelled at some i I try not to yell at people and stuff like that the only time i've ever had like contentious interviews is when like a troll called our show or something i've never like had an interview uh even when i talked to shy b somebody i disagree with vehemently 
i'm still gonna keep it you know respectful as long as they're respectful towards me correct but i i was surprised that he seemed to be that intelligent but not i don't know fully kind of embracing the fact that i'm gonna get feedback like this uh, to an extent i could see because people are so self-absorbed Mm-hmm. which means a lot of times you can't see shit till it happens to you like like i think a lot of people are like that people can tell you but it's like oh this is happening to me mm-hmm. and then your eyes will begin to open up to the shit you know because a lot of times you think well that's other people's shit but not me well also i mean he is putting himself out there as at least in this persona right mm-hmm. he's got twitter he's got facebook he's uh he's he reached out to us for interviews he gave away free copies to our fans mm-hmm. like he's i thought he's courting the attention so he knows not all the attention will be good because what he's doing is controversial yeah marketing strategy too right right he he, didn't seem to expect that people that some people would be like i doubt your good intentions or whatever you know and at the end i think there was a question that someone wrote and they said uh what is the question you're trying to answer with your writing which you know something they ask for a lot of writers is kind of a deep question and he didn't have an answer really and i i mean jokingly said it but i meant it i was like uh trying to answer these bills basically like come on i've from the two hours we spent together the the main impression i'm leaving with is that this was a way to make money you lost your job the you said i'm gonna start just try to do this writing thing it has enabled you to work for yourself and take care of your bills and stuff and make more money than you've ever made and if the cost of that is some people being upset about your book titles he seemed while uneasy about it still comfortable enough to be like i'm gonna keep this check and so that was my like my like i joked about it kind of but i was like yeah for the bag for the check like that's kind of the whole point secure the bag everybody talk about that but that's real yeah and it's and for me personally it's just hard to really put a lot of stuff in the scope because this is a world where we exist charlemagne exists correct uh joe button exists they are making much more money than us Mm -hmm. much more famous than us Mm -hmm. and will be way they will die their children's children will be rich or whatever the fuck come on i i don't know that this world rewards all this fairness people talk about i don't Mm -hmm. know that all these people that saying they're shocked and upset are really virtual uh i don't know that these people are actually people that put those things into action i think it's easy to just single him out for this particular thing but those same people will support some other artists and other folks that do just as fucked up shit it's just where's your thing that where's the the thing that you participate in that you don't mind being fucked up that reading for some people is that thing right for some folks it's not but then they're they'll listen to joe button they'll listen to um uh charlamagne and them they'll 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 um enjoy a tyler perry movie they'll enjoy um some other author's book uh certain blogs stuff like that they but they have their thing like because uh, too Everybody many pe- does too many people are making good money yes they are too many people are still selling out shows and stuff for me to think that the world operates the way people try to pretend which is we don't like this person they're problematic and i'm like but they also are making all the money so at what point are we going to stop well, at what point are we gonna talk about you being full of shit you know like you're mad about Quan mills that the first thing when you get upset with somebody you do is call them a bitch or a hoe or you know like you know what i mean like 
the first thing you run to is some type of misogynistic insult but then you turn around and 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 go fuck this dude like i don't know like it it was it 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 presented a lot of interesting moral quandaries around that guy so correct um lastly you and justin talked on the pregame about the shooting at butler where the kids had to go back to school i read it it was considered a bullying incident but i didn't know why school continued knowing that it was a black school but that back put that back in perspective i can't imagine having to deal with that as a student or a parent cute the great work yeah that was terrible yeah they said only a hundred students stayed most of the student body left but they told them school class was still in i read it like oh yeah but nobody gave a fuck right which is fine but as a policy that's terrible yes so it doesn't matter that people ignored it it sucks that y'all would even think and i and i can't help but believe personally that that's because it's a black school right i think if it was a a, a white school y'all to dismiss class because the thing is yeah. the next day they were out of school anyway yeah so yeah that was ridiculous um oh we did get gifts um yes we did stuff. Hold, hold on i gotta get them hold on okay it's, i got them lined up one at a time mm-hmm. uh tell them where we got them from uh these are gifts we got uh when we were in california uh we had a good number of people that came and had us gifts we weren't prepared for them we weren't prepared for them at all and we want to thank you when we got through the regular mail but the rest of them were actually gifts that people came and thank you everybody a lot of that stuff was specialized from that area stuff that we probably wouldn't never got anywhere else so i'm excited yeah we went out to uc irvine and after the panel there was probably like 20 25 fans there as well um and we got to take pictures of everybody it was fun um if you follow us online uh at the isn't the black guy who tips is the is the pot oh you're talking about instagram yeah Yeah, the black guy who tips the black guy who tips is our instagram and we actually changed it because we had at tbgwt but if you're a fan of that one that one is no longer active because we got locked out and instagram said fuck it so our new uh instagram is at the black guy who tips and that's why i post uh a lot of our adventures and shenanigans where we go traveling and stuff so all right let's get into what we got the first one came in the mail and they didn't leave a um they didn't leave like a note and i forget who did it but no yes. they didn't but so their name is on the thing oh okay okay cool, cool on cool. the package that's why i kept the cool. package thank you okay you can just do first name last initial jamil jamil b so he uh took a picture on twitter of him at the store and he was like pumpkin maple cornbread rod because everybody sends me pictures of all that pumpkin spice shit mm-hmm. shout and, out to y'all and i said oh mail me some and i was just joking and he he was like bet and i went to the mailbox it was in there Mm -hmm. so i will be having some pumpkin cornbread Um, i can't wait to eat it all right i'm not sure who this bag is from yeah yeah i got them separated by the bag there's a note yes says rod and karen is a card all right let me open up this card some had cards some didn't all right um and it says congrats on the front it was a trader joe's card so i know what's in this bag is what's up uh samir says uh so very happy for you dear ryan and karen sorry i couldn't make it to uh make it out but please accept this uh wine and cheese on behalf of me and my east coast uh amigo demetria live your best west coast white woman of color life love samir h half of bad and boozy podcast oh samir it was our um 
three-year friendship anniversary on facebook this week this week and i was was. like three years of arguments daily about pumpkin spice it's amazing yeah who would have thought we would make it this far you know uh and let me see what kind of wine we got here um from Trader joe's Ooh, secco peach bellini wine specialty all right secco and Peter bite crackers, multigrain, ooh, whole wheat, and flax seeds. Mm-hmm. Her flax seed is good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, everything in Trader Joe's good for you. I'm gonna tell you what's good in Trader Joe's. They got some good shumai. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. It's frozen. I, I, you just cook it up at home. Ooh, cheddar cheese. Okay, tastes like an aged premium cheddar with hints of parmesan well 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 Well, looks like cheese and crackers crackers. is on the menu come on now could have used that for our next book review come on we we ain't picked the book yet y'all we'll let you know what's up on next up on the ratchet reading it'll be gone by then but i might make make the next one a poll and let the audience pick oh like we'll go through it and and the audience can pick on the poll like of the like two or three titles yeah yeah Um, yeah but i saw one y'all and it's not black but i i think i want to include it and it was something like i, I can't you know what i it, it says something like forbidden pumpkin spice love a stepbrother yes! fairy tale yes so i don't know i might put that Woo! up for the bidding too that sounds good uh all right we got this bag of hold on let me move this out the way all right make sure there's no more notes that i missed anything cool all right um we got this plastic bag here with a bunch of goodies in it and a note all right this is says rod and karen tbgwt let me open this on up and man all these snacks i don't know how i'm gonna eat all this oh also a trader joe's card that's how you know the love is real yeah and y'all making grandma over here happy because i'm gonna put them cards up there with the rest of them oh it's our girl mary a mary h love mary your faithful filipino fam uh fan dear rod and karen the trader joe's co- car car selection is meh <laughs> second um i'm not sure i totally agree with the sentiment but it made more sense than happy birthday so it says on the front just living is not enough um one must have sunshine freedom and a little flower oh um hans christian anderson said it uh um <laughs> uh I, I think it made but it made more sense to happy birthday i'm so happy uh for your growing success you two and your community that sprung up around you make me feel not so alone and almost oh. like the people i've been looking for my whole life maybe that's dramatic oh anyways enough uh your brief stay in cali uh, enjoy your brief stay in cali and working um and looking forward to uh our plans our, our past crossing again man listen that's such a this is us moment right there thank you thank you uh someone on my page yesterday was like man reading your status about voting made me uh tear up a little bit because i've been out here like knocking on doors and asking people to vote and really trying to get out the vote and to see somebody that gets it and to see a bunch of people that agree with you in your thread like it really brought tears in my eyes and i said well and it says it's embarrassing i said don't be embarrassed Mm -mm. um one thank you for what you're doing come on but two um my page is like this is us okay it's funny it's provocative but it's also a place where you can unwind and shed a couple tears guys yes 
all right let's see what we got in here these goodies oh i don't even know how you pronounce this seaweed crackers with asian names yeah. so you know it's real well we're gonna be seaweeding it on mm-hmm and then we got some wafer rolls wow this asian writing is this just from whole foods i don't think whole foods got this hold up what is this gce wheat cracker barbecue flavor oh shit now mary out here hooking us up then we got some almond cookies individually wrapped that's how you know it's fancy come on portion control um <laughs> i don't think that's gonna matter coconut candy karen can have this oh yeah <laughs> sorry i hate coconut um <laughs> and lastly lastly this just says playful spicy now the 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 icon for this might be racist i don't know but uh it does look like a delicious treat like a milk dud right made in taiwan it's a naughty spicy quail egg what all right i can't wait to try this fancy i feel like we gonna look like the marshall's owl (laughs) out the wall right right. like none of your shit matches we don't care all right we got i don't know who this is. oh i think this might be from i think this is from andy and his wife okay Deshaun. Deshaun. yeah um because he said i think one of these might be i'm so not sure because i know you might have got two of these cards yeah seize candy mm-hmm. which uh they said was like the shit and you got to try that um out in uh cali yeah there was like if you out here you got to get you some seize candy so uh they wrap Ooh, it smells Mm. Mm. i said if you open it up now i'm just i'm just smelling it karen okay don't don't freak out over there i want a piece mm. oh my goodness mm. well too bad it's all the way over here with me uh, i won't eat it in front of you karen i'm about to say you can but then i want some i'm just gonna sit it to the side thank you um jealousy is mm. a lot it is ain't it lollipops pumpkin spice yes little uh lollipops seeds candy and little pops assorted hand candy treats so much candy they don't think we in here trying to trap some handsome and gretel (laughs) we just finished the first batch and lastly pumpkin pie truffles oh oh you know my heart you know my heart thank you Mm, 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 mm. to think there are people that just don't get it imagine denying yourself pumpkin spice could you even imagine a scenario in your life where you would say no to such deliciousness every fall couldn't be me uh pumpkin spice twinkies oh yes yes. twinkies yes when uh when bacon and and the Jalen and aaron came down they brought some um pumpkin spice uh they weren't twinkies but they were like pumpkin spice uh swiss rolls or something oh those things were delicious they lasted a day and of course glade cozy autumn candle uh cuddle is the name of this candle and it's heirloom pumpkin caramel and spice oh yes come on we'll be burning that Mm. um mm, delicious oh i love when my house smells like pumpkin in the fall Mm mm-hmm it's just it's like all the oppression and rage just goes out of my life and next thing you know i'm wearing uggs very comfortably everybody was feeling my new uggs too out there because mm-hmm. uh my ug my ug game is tight and we saw the official ug store 
we did like the mall was uh the mall was bumping the mall was lit all right we got one more bag hold on can you, can you reach that far oh this one must be from tia it is all right all right so tia got us first of all the people's dispensary is the bag all right um and no there's no weed in it we we put it on the plane we're we're alive no dog sick us right but um you know tia also is uh activist and mm-hmm. doing great um, things super you know so our, now we're gonna be looking mad woke okay she got us some uh hashtag schools not prisons hats which is uh, um an uh, initiative that she uh is part of out there that's trying to get like help kids in well in schools not for it's really self-explanatory shout out to uh messaging right come on uh, <laughs> uh but but that's the hashtag too hashtag schools not prisons mm-hmm. you can look it up on the twitter um got a shirt that uh says let me open this up put this down for a second it says end bell now on the back and on the front it says school's not prisons look at that is that video something playing i do hear like i feel like i'm hearing something yeah okay karen's we've been doing it the whole show but karen's gonna go take care of it now because you know the other two hours didn't count um (laughs) but yeah we got the shirts um got the shirts uh and we also got at the bottom the little bracelet thing that you put on like you know hashtag schools not prison and some buttons blood owl so thank you tia uh for the woke gifts yes um, he's getting all woke and shit and i think that's everything all right um let me see how long this is okay so i will uh there's like 40 minutes of audio from our panel i will take it and put it at the end of this episode that'll make this episode about two hours and 40 minutes okay so we talk about everything else tomorrow then i think so. i mean unless you i mean you think we can talk about it quick or you will you want to take your time yeah. okay so then that's tomorrow, tomorrow. uh or or whenever we come back because like i said i'm not committing to uh anything right now I'm taking my time we might come back on tuesday we might come back on monday we might come back on wednesday i don't know but um yeah we will have the panel audio now it's from karen's iphone so if it's not high quality bear with us right. understand that that was the way we had to record that that specific panel um so uh that's it so until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. they can make you slap somebody but um in some ways i feel like they they need no introduction to many of the folks here today um well i i told uh, Rod Morrow and Karen Morrow, who are the hosts of Black Black Iron Tips, that from listening to their podcast, I feel like they're I'm their auntie that they've never met. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm old enough to be an auntie, um, but it, the the important thing and one of the reasons that I wanted to bring them and wanted to have Sarah Florini um, from ASU who is one of the foremost experts in the world on black American podcasts. Just because I'm the only. (laughs) (laughs) I published the only article. You don't undercut yourself. Yes, I do. You know me. You've met me. Well, I I don't have to. Anyway, um, 
I think we brought them here today because we've been hearing about a lot of different podcast styles. And uh, that's the reason I entitled it Independent, Unapologetically Black, and Funny AF. (laughs) Um, Because uh, in so many ways, I believe what TBGWT, I even have their their, uh, swag on, Um, I believe in many ways uh, it does what I like to write about. My specialty is talking about comedy and blackness across media. And literally, when Sarah introduced me to this podcast, I was listening, and, and I had a side that I didn't even know I needed to have. <laughs> and a lot of that has to do with the way they approach um, looking at popular culture, looking at race in America, looking at ridiculousness um, in America. And it is, it, it's a really liberating space. And I think even more so in the past, you know, in the past four to five years, it's become more and more apparent that there needed to be that kind of liberatory space. And they are incredible. Now, since this machine hates Max, um, <laughs> I, I had a couple of things that I was gonna, I, I was gonna play for you, but I thought since I have the real people here, maybe they could do the opening of the show for, yeah. for all of you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which part? The uh, <laughs> Are you going to make him rap? I listen to Rod and Karen because uh, the Blackout Tips with Rod and Karen. Can I hide? Or no, the I'll actual... Say that. Uh, <laughs> that guy in Tips because Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> uh, rap lyrics or just... Uh, Go straight know, in. General hey. All right. Okay. Well, first of all, thank y'all for having us. Thank you. Uh, appreciate y'all. Uh, those are a lot of academic words to describe what we do. <laughs> right? Right, a whole lot. We are not academics. No, we are not. So we'll let you know this up front. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we uh, we definitely, we've been podcasting for eight years now. I yeah. think it'll be nine, nine. in January. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very black show. Uh, yes, everybody's welcome. <laughs> but it is very black. Yes, it, it is. is. Uh, you know, uh, not, not that blackness is quantifiable, but... It's very black. It's very black. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and we have, uh, you know, we've done it long enough that we've, we've accumulated a bit of a listener base. Um, as far as what Bambi's talking about, uh, and uh, we watched a lot of presentation before us, I feel like we are all over the place. So we are all the Ninja Turtles. Casey yeah. Jones, we, we swap Mill. out. Yeah, we swap out the parts. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like almost wherever you're needed, kind of like they do in the cartoon. Whoever yeah. needs to step up sometimes gets outside of their comfortable space and say, well, I need to step up here because the way our structure is, because they were talking about structure before, he is actually the host and I'm the co-host. We both are actually hosts, but he's actually the ones that keeps the structure, keeps the flow. He's the one that's actually the the person that's kind of doesn't go up and down. He kind of keeps that same pace. Now, I am all over the place. Uh, the running joke is like, I'm the puff daddy. I come in <laughs> with no organization, don't know what's happening, and be like, take that, take that. This is what's happening today. 
you know, and go with the flow, you know. So, but but that, but that's kind of how our dynamic is. He does a lot of the reading of the articles. He does a lot of the prep work because uh, I have a full-time job. He actually works for the podcast full-time. So he has the time to go online, read the articles, see what's happening across the Internet. I don't. So I am the audience. Right. And so sometimes people that listen to the show, they don't understand why my response and reaction is how it is because when he reads something, I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? I'm asking because this is the first time I'm hearing it just like the audience. It's kind of like jazz. Like, yeah. I would say, like, I try to be the bass line, maybe the piano, and Karen's like the trumpet, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's still kind of interchangeable, right? Because, um, like, in the last slide, we were talking about the pedant, right? Yeah. Which, it, it does suck when somebody is like, uh, actually, but sometimes we turn that into the joke. Yes, like, that's the joke now, is you fuck that up. Let's talk about it, you know? And so, um, also on that pedant slide, it used the wrong no. Did anybody notice? Yeah. yeah. I know. I thought it was so meta. It was so <laughs> 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 I assumed it was intentional. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but our show does, it vacillates from funny to sometimes it can be kind of sad. Sometimes it can, uh, we talk about racial topics, uh, uh, LGBTQ issues. We talk mm-hmm. about um, feminism stuff. A lot of sad stuff, right? But we try to make it funny, you know? Sometimes the ridiculousness of what we're talking about because you live in this world, it the only response is the to the absurd is to laugh. Right. So, you know, I'd say our, our show's like, I don't know, it's like soul food. It's like, it's like a meal, you know? Yeah. Like, you got to eat your greens, but we also going to have, like, some good cornbread at the end. So, <laughs> it's the whole picture. All right. I, I'm sorry. That wasn't even a question. I don't even know. That was a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're waiting for the opening. Uh, <laughs> Hey, this is the Blackout Tips. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. Um, leave us five-star reviews. Those are the only ones we read. We don't read anything else, and they must be nice. They must be nice. You that, must like, talk to us nicely if yeah. you want to be heard. Our feelings matter. Um, and I'm your host, Rod, and, and I'm joined as always by... Karen. There you go. Hey. To you. Oh, we doing that too? The official weapon of the show is... The Taser! An unofficial sport. Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Extreme. <laughs> How bad? I, I, we did not rehearse this. Yeah, we did not rehearse. We didn't get the notes, I'm sorry. I just, I just rubbed that on. <laughs> I wanted to hear him say <laughs> and it. And in a lot of ways, um, it, that when I first talked to Jonathan, um, and he told me about this happening, because I came on a lot later... Um, and, and he said, well, we're looking for podcast artists. And I went, I know who we're getting. Oh, <laughs> no. and, and, and I think all of the different artists that we had give a really, give different impressions of what podcasting is and what podcasting can be. Uh, let me give you, uh, Rod and Karen, uh, Rod and Karen have been, uh, have been doing this since, uh, for, Almost nine years. Not yet, now. almost nine years. Mm-hmm. But Rod and Karen have been Rod and Karen since they were 16. And they got married in 2002. So we're seeing a beautiful, this is black love in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and what I think is, is important about that is also that they, the way that they talk to each other, the way they engage is is so beautifully natural when they're talking about these pretty deep 
subjects. And one of the things in for the folks who are T, TBG, WT people out there, one of the things they do, um, they have different segments in the show, but the segments also have musical themes that go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song for fucking with black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a song for LGBTQ news. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, guess the race. And guess the race. That's another good one. Yep. Um, and uh, when we, uh, I went and saw their their first live show in in Charlotte because I am an evangelist for TV. <laughs> um, and, and one of the things that was so incredible is hearing everybody sing all the songs. Yeah. Because, well, one, copyright. And two, um, because there's such an incredible engagement. Um, and, again, one of the things I also wanted to mention is uh, Sarah Florini's research focuses on the intersection of emerging media, black American cultural production, and racial politics in the post-civil rights movement landscape. And just for you guys to put this on your Amazon wish list, her book, Blackness, there's an app for that. (laughs) Racial politics and digital, uh, black digital networks. It will be forthcoming from NYU Press, in the fall? Fall 19. Yeah. Fall 19. So, you know, put that on the Now, I had my, my students, I'm teaching a class called Podcast Nation right now. And we've been doing TVGWT all week. Ah, okay. And so I asked the students to draft some questions. Okay. And and I told and, and and I also said to them, you know how they say there are no stupid questions? Mm-hmm. They lie. <laughs> um, but I got some really thoughtful questions from uh, from them, and I thought I would just direct it at you folks, and okay. and that way it, it'll structure it sort of through that. Um, the first question is, what is the origin story of TBGWT? Um, so I used to have a blog called the Blackout Tips, um, and it was start, I named it that because I was so tired of that stereotype that black people don't tip, mm-hmm. right? I used to be a waiter. Me too, um, for years. And that sucks, right? Because like, on the one hand, it's, it's a, um, what do you call it? It's like a, self- yeah, it's a self, self-fulfilling, fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> I don't know, self-fulfilling narrative, right? I'm not going to take this black table because they're black and they won't tip. And then you treat them like shit and then we'll be like, I don't tip that motherfucker. I don't know him. Right? So, <laughs> so you, so, <laughs> so, you know, seeing it on both sides, right? right? Like, I'm super conscious about it now. Like, I, you know, we over tip, but constantly. Yeah. We be like, you gave me bad service. You're going down to 20%. Right. Which is, it doesn't right. make sense, but that's just how we're built. Right. And it's also because we used to be waiters, right? right? So we know the hardships of it. But everyone should have to be a waiter, but that's a whole different thing. Right. Um, anyway, the point being, I used to just write about random funny stuff. And so I, I used that title. And then uh, we used to, li- we were listen. we still listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes, but I used do. to listen to podcasts called Keith and the Girl, um, which is like two, they were the first podcast I listened to that were like two people that were not like comedians, entertainers, Normal famous. People. Yeah. They were just like people that had like a studio in their other room and they would talk about like the stuff they did at work or, that day. And I was like, wow, this is kind of intimate and cool. And 
someone was complaining about the show and they wrote into the show and they were like this is what's wrong with your show and then they reply like well if it's that easy you should just like start a show and be better than us and while i did not have a problem with their show i was like yeah why can't anyone just start a show so i was like karen we should start a show and karen was like um i don't know about that um you you should start a show you're funny i'm like no you're funny trust me and she's like no you should uh i would do the show but if only if i can not necessarily be committed to the show she's like like if you don't want me on the show anymore at some point that's okay and i will hop off and so that's why it's named the blackout tips i would have named it some like the rod and karen show or maybe not as catchy (laughs) well i probably would have named it something like that and um that's how that's the origin story we we it took us um Man, that first show. Oh my God. When, when, when I tell you that the, the first night we recorded, literally everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yes. We literally recorded like four or five times. We was back and forth at Best Buy. Yep. We bought a computer, a brand new computer. The soundboard wouldn't work. We had to go back, get another soundboard. That didn't work. When I tell you, by the time we recorded, it was like midnight. So our very first show was like, Hey, hey y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, like we're talking to this boy. Yeah, we don't we, we don't we don't know if anybody's out there. Then that then that's our third time recording yes, today. Yeah, we was like, oh, we hope this goes somewhere. And at the end, we, and then at the end, because we started so long ago, everything is simplified now. It's yeah. it's like now we had to look up tutorials and right. ask people. Now you can literally Google, and it's this, 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 this. Here's here's this. Here's, here's YouTube. The equipment. Right. Here's so the, for yeah. us, it was completely different. So at the end, we was like, okay, now we got to get this up on iTunes. Right. What What's is that? RSS How do feed? Right. How do you do this? So you know, we had to learn and grind. But the thing is, once you learn that, nobody can take that away from you. Right. But yeah, that's the origin story. Cool. Um, Sarah, could. Um, this isn't my question, not my student's question, although it could be. Um, my question was, uh, tell us about, uh, Sarah wrote the um, the article on the uh, Black Chitlin Circuit. Podcast Chitlin Circuit, yeah. The Podcast Chitlin Circuit. And talking about the landscape of black podcasting. And um, one of the things I, I thought you might address is the way that it operates um, in, in somewhat different ways than some of the stuff that was being discussed earlier today in terms of, of sort of the origin of black podcasting and then, well, you know what I mean, in relationship okay, yeah. to the community. It's a little so. question. Um, yeah, so I wrote this article that's now part of my current book project. Um, is expanded there uh, about the podcast chilling circuit and I took that term actually from you all and it was you all and Chris and Phenom yeah uh, Chris is the host of Sanity Check podcast which is he's been doing it since 2008, 2008. Yeah. so he's been podcasting since for a decade now um, Phenom Black is one of the co-hosts of Where's My 40 Acres they started around this 2010 yeah. Yeah. a little bit back to us yeah and so they were all really tightly networked together, not in a formal network, but 
people were just on each other's shows, hanging out. Conversations were happening back and forth across the shows. People were calling in. Um, that's how I learned about their podcast, because Rod used to call in to Blacking It Up, which was the podcast of This Week in Blackness. Um, and so they actually referred to themselves as the podcast uh, Chitlin Circuit. And so there is now this network of folks who, I said in a panel earlier today, there, there were a handful of really cool, interesting black podcasts in like 2012. And I was trying to start writing about them. But nobody cared about podcasts. Um, and then between 2012 and 2014, there was this proliferation of, of podcasts in this network, in the Chitlin Circuit Network. I've been trying to, y'all don't call it that anymore, so I've been trying to drop the I don't even know what the, it's like the Black Podcast Share Universe now. Yeah. Like, yeah it's, 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 it's evolved like Marvel. We've yeah. evolved. You know. The last time I you can map out the connections, and there's about mm-hmm. 60 or 70 podcasts yeah. um, in this sort of constellation. Right? And one of the things that is interesting about it, two things I think are particularly interesting, is that the community didn't form around the podcast. The podcast came from the community. Mm-hmm. So you have this handful of chill and circuit podcasts. You have black Twitter. You have folks interacting online. And then I don't even know how many people have said, folks refer to Rod and Karen as the, the pod mother and pod father. <laughs> um, because over and over again, folks who have podcasts are like, I decided to do this because of Rod and Karen. I decided to do this because of Rod and Karen. Um, and they're always very modest about about their impact and, and how much they've helped people in uh, both terms of inspiration, but actually like materially, tangibly helped people set things up. Um, and so the podcast emerged sort of not as part of this large, broader, broader network. Um, so they didn't come first. It kind of happened organically, which I think makes it a different digital space than some of the other podcast communities. Um, the other thing is that every time I'm on a podcast panel, um, I feel like I'm going to date myself. But do you all remember the Sesame Street? One of these kids is doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. Because folks say a bunch of stuff about how podcasts work. And then I say, okay, so the podcasts that I write about, don't do that at all. <laughs> um so a lot of way, in a lot of ways, in deliberate choices that I hope you all will talk about, mm-hmm. um, they, there is definitely a structure. I know Rod spends a lot of time doing research and putting together the articles and everything they're going to talk about, and there are segments. Um, but all of these podcasts, by and large, just have this sort of open, free flow, right? The, 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 presentation before this were like, don't talk to your podcast co-hosts like they're your friends. Don't interrupt them. Don't make inside jokes. I'm like, like that's what I come for. <laughs> right? Where's my 40 acres? They all went to like college together right. and they'll be talking about like old college parties and stuff. Um, half the time, Ron and Karen are very good about introducing themselves with some of these other podcasts. Where's my 40 acres will get 45 minutes into the show and be like, okay, well, this is where's my 40 acres. <laughs> right? Um, I have the, I've had the worst time with some of, like, Firestarter is, does not introduce themselves. No. <laughs> they just start talking. Yep. Um, and the model is very much just this conversational model. Like, their, their shows are often two or three hours long. Because it just takes as long as it takes to have the conversation, and with there is some editing. I know you do. Edit, yeah, well, but we don't. Not a lot. We don't edit a lot. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. not. It's but like, that's from years of yeah, yeah, years of us doing, doing it, it. Yeah, and not. Um, we just we do the show. We're very natural, and then we uh, we I used to edit the hell out of it. Like 
um and it sucks because right that's not even how conversations start right you take mm-hmm. out all the uhs and ums and stutters no one talks like that nobody right we had a president of the united states that stutters you know <laughs> and then we had this idiot but before <laughs> but before him like barack obama's one of the smartest people in the world and he has to be like uh 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 and i'm like yeah why would i take my shit out and this dude is smart as hell like we all understand that so like we used to put music in the background mm-hmm. because our mics were so cheap. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I was like, it was this sounds so terrible. Quality. Maybe if I like turn up music, and then it'll be like people won't notice how terrible it is, which is the exact opposite. opposite. Thing. Yes, because <laughs> we're talking now and then terrible. somebody's singing right. up underneath us talking. Right now it's terrible with a baseline. Right. So <laughs> we so like we had we we went through all these different iterations, mm-hmm. but um, of, we did make conscious choices as well as you were saying. So like. Um, as far as like segments and stuff, those things were organic. Like all the songs we're singing, Karen made those songs up during the middle of the show. Yeah. Like we'd just be talking one day and she'd be like, all these articles about racism, it feels like people are just fucking with us. And I'm like, yeah, they're fucking with us. And she's like, we should just have a song. They're fucking with these black people. And then I'm gonna do some game show music. <laughs> and then Karen like sings the song and now it's like the song, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the same thing for, um, Guess the Race, mm-hmm. right? Um, sword ratchetness that long ass sword fighting sound effect like, <laughs> it's, it's all just random stuff like we're just kind of coming up so and some of it stays becomes a staple of the show some things are only there for however long mm-hmm. we think they're cool right yeah, like, like there's a groupie tales groupie tales right yeah, like groupie tales is really cool right everybody loves five star chick like that listens to the show yeah. for a long time but we ran out of group tells. People stopped yeah. fucking famous dudes and telling about it. Yeah, so, so we ran out of stories. I mean, we looked and they, they quit spilling yeah. the beans, y'all. So a lot of it um, is nebulous. The whole Chitlin Circuit thing was kind of a play on the idea um, that you guys know what the real Chitlin Circuit is? Like black entertainers back during them segregation and Jim Crow era, they... They would be in the South, and they would only be able to tour in the South. They couldn't really go up North. It's too segregated. They're like, I don't want to be entertained. <laughs> 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 so, so they were they were they would function in these mostly black spots right. that they would make you know mostly cash you know, but traveling just through the South strictly. And it's kind of like you had all this black talent, and nobody really knew about it except black people. Like yeah. you could be famous with just black people at that time right and then uh when we started a podcast everyone's like podcasting is so white oh hi it's so many white podcasts it's only white people that do podcasts and i'm like we do kinda. yeah we've been so around for a while too our friends and stuff they where they're doing shows um we start cross networking mm-hmm. i know for a fact i can't put this i'm sure there's not like a record of it but we had to be the first people on skype using that shit to record each other yeah like we were recording each other like the way you used to record with a tape recorder and the radio oh my gosh oh my gosh y'all we we have came a long way like the the thing about podcasting is that it's structure but it's also non-structure it's structure as far as like the the things you do to get your stuff out there. That's right. that's the structure. The play, the record, you know, RSA. But it's non-structure as far as how you want to do it. It's a blank slate on the topic. Because anything you can think about underneath the sun, somebody has a podcast. You bake, it's a podcast. You sew, it's a podcast. You read a book about a book about a book, it's a podcast. <laughs> so anything you can think underneath the sun is a podcast. The length it varies. Some people follow structure. I need to be 30 minutes. I need to be an hour. I need to be this. I need to be that. We're long form. We're like, hey, you can commute to work with us. You can save our show and actually do a full day of just us, you know, because the thing is, we realize, well, I know I've realized that 
everybody wants to follow the structure, but sometimes that might not be you. And also sometimes I think that people, when it comes to the structure, it doesn't fit them. It's like sticking a, 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 a circle in the square, you know, for us, we do our show five days a week. We understand most people are not going to be that committed. Some people might do once a week, keep that schedule. Some people might do once a month, keep that schedule. It's like whatever schedule fits your lifestyle. And for most people, it's going to be a hobby. And that's okay, too. A lot of people get into podcasts thinking, I'm going to get a podcast to make money. I'm getting a podcast to, to be like this person. The average person, but like this, most podcasts do not make it past eight episodes, period. Most podcasts, when you push play, Eight episodes, they're done. Because they were like, oh, shit, this is motherfucking work. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. It is work. You have to set time aside. You have to get with your co-hosts. You have to plan out. Like, it is work. And once people realize it's work and then life, which is real, start creeping in. I got kids. I got a job. I got a husband. You're not not getting this. I ain't got to. And and for some people, the excitement dies down. And all of a sudden, it becomes work. Well, you know. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Mm-mm. Go ahead. Um, and I was going to say, I, I think it's really important you saying, like, we were the first people on Skype. Or yeah. We were the first people doing these things. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about lately is Twitch. If you all are familiar with Twitch, most people think of it as a streaming platform for video games, but people are using it for a lot of different things. Before it was Twitch, it was just in TV, mm-hmm, which This yeah. Week in Blackness used to use for their podcast. Mm-hmm. And Twitch basically formalizes things that these folks have been doing, cobbling together platforms, cobbling together Skype and, and Google Hangouts and um, you know chat rooms and Twitter and kind of making it work. Right, yeah. and then now we have a platform that is becoming more and more popular. People are talking about it superseding YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, we'll see. Uh, but these folks—I mean, it's part of why I wrote the book that I did—is because these folks were pioneers, figuring out taking these platforms and figuring out how to make them work to do the things that they wanted to do, um, even though those things weren't necessarily designed to do that. Right. right, and now here we are a few years later, and it's in sort of institutionalized in the the internet in infrastructure. Yeah, and and I think for me the biggest leap for podcasts, which is good and bad, is technology in the internet. Like it has evolved. Now it is so much easier and so much simpler to do things. Uh, and the thing is, I know for us, like right to say, we used to. Man, I I remember when we first did our first live show, that was everything. I remember when we got our first soundboard and we could actually play stuff, like play stuff to the audience. We played with that thing. The whole show was us just playing the soundboard the whole show. We got music, y'all. We got sound effects. And that was like the running joke. So, like, we have changed and grown and evolved and our equipment has evolved as we have evolved you know a lot of people want to get in i want to spend all this money don't spend all that money next week you might not want to do it so it's okay to do free it's okay to do hand-me-down it's okay to do the 30 dollar mic like that's okay and as you get committed you can kind of grow you know because you know we have like condenser mics and all this other stuff but we've been doing it for a very long time. Right. And I think sometimes when it comes to podcasting, people want to rush the process. Because I tell people, how you sound today is not going to be how you sound six months from now, how you sound a year from now. Because you grow. You evolve. You change. You fit, This works for me. 
this doesn't work for me. I don't like my co-host. We don't get along. You got to go. I got to bring in somebody else. Or either I might decide I want to do a show by myself and just rotate people in. You know, but, but those are things that you learn as you kind of do your own thing. And the biggest thing that I found out, particularly being a woman, is finding your voice. Because what I realized, listening to NPR and all these other places, Women get the most complaints on their voices. NPR says they have actually have like a mailbox and, and it'll like run and it'd be like, if somebody a woman's voice, they just automatically send an email. We understand that you're writing because you don't like a woman's voice. We don't get these emails from men's voices. So, you know, like, like, so, so that goes to, to show for a lot of women, they're very scared. And so I know for me, I look for women's voices. You know, because most voices are men, which is fine, but there are women that are actually podcast listeners that want to hear about having babies, children, birth, reproductive, women's rights. They want to hear about these things, and I'm not knocking the men. Most men aren't going to touch those topics, and they're not going to research those topics. Or either, a lot of times they do, they don't bring women's experts in to discuss and have nuanced topics. Because me as a woman, when I listen to podcasts, if it's all men... A lot of time what I realize is that not all the time, but it becomes more of locker room talk where you just have a bunch of dudes talking about dude stuff. And sometimes they forget women are listening. So and that kind of goes for everything. Right. right? Like, and it goes for women, too. Sometimes yeah. women can talk and don't realize that they're men listening. But for most of the women, you're the marginalized group. So a lot of right. times you're telling men things that they normally don't hear. It's almost like they're sneaking in on your conversation about children, about how I'm tired today and you're getting on my nerves and I want to cuss you out. And the baby <laughs> the baby threw up on me and all this stuff. Men don't get to hear those conversations. Well, for the record, I wasn't going there. I was going the opposite way. All women talking, that's no problem. Um, but, like, if there's, like, straight people, right, cishet people, right, we have certain privileges and stuff we're not even aware of, right? If there's all men talking, uh, all one race group talking, right. like, all kinds of stuff. So able-bodied people, right? There's, like, all these different intersections, and we all kind of take them for granted. So, you know, it's kind of difficult to see, put yourself in someone else's shoes, but there's so much information out there now we can educate ourselves. So in the same way that we're not academics, I think it's also kind of proof that, like, you can learn about stuff without having to, like, go to a class necessarily. Right. Like, the, inf- the Internet is free. Like, as much as people deride social media, you learn a lot through social media. You know, um, a lot of the what we do as a show is kind of the wild, wild west because sometimes we step our feet and stuff and we're like, nobody's done this before. Let's try it, you know? And so... That's kind of the whole spirit of, of the black podcast and stuff that we do. There are just a couple of things I wanted to note. When they say they've been doing a lot of podcasting, uh, TVGWT, I said earlier it was 1779. I was wrong. It's 1777. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's the number of episodes 1777 episodes of their flagship that's not counting premium, premium that's just wow. flagship show yeah i think it's like close to over a thousand behind the paywall yeah and yeah. then like we guest on people's shows too a lot yeah which is something that specifically when we were starting that was some black shit because we had to right yeah. because we didn't really have the end socially two bigger podcasts so right. i can't be like hey mike M- mark Marin, um holla at your boy like so like we had to kind of make ourselves um uh hot right so it's like you might have 20 people listening to your show i might have 10 
they might not all be listening to both of our shows we should work together and maybe some of them will stay and stuff like that and as you get more successful and build i'll get more successful and build and we keep these these uh relationships i mean for years some of these are my best friends now Mm -hmm. and it just started because we were like hey man you know i love your show it would be cool if we were like on there together talking shit and it was like yeah why not let's figure out the technology to do that um and we really did have to figure it out but once we figured it out we just consistently did that and so a large part of um as, as with a lot of black pioneer type stuff a lot a lot of it's just community based right so like what we what what we do well our friends enjoy as well it's not like a competition Mm-mm. um as opposed to what a lot of you know a lot of uh any media becomes competitive it's oh you got this that means i didn't get this thing as to us we're like oh my god did you hear what happened to so-and-so that's so great you know like because it their success is still our success right you know? like that someone will hear about them for the first time because they won an award at the iHeartRadio awards and then that person will listen to them for a while and they'll go who's this other show they keep talking about you know um the same thing when we talk on our show we try to make sure we name and mention the sources of like anything we've heard so like if I got uh, uh, the phrase tanking, right, which is pedantic, right? That, that means somebody messed something up and we make a joke about how you messed that thing up, right? We got that from a podcast called Firestarter, uh, firestarter.com podcast. I try to mention it every single time because someone's listening and they're like, that's a funny concept. I'm going to go check out what those guys are talking about. They may never come back to us, right? And, <laughs> that may be their new favorite show. With that. I'm completely happy for that. Yes. I want people to find their podcast matches out there, like just swiping left and right. So I hope that um, that, that change, like these changes when we started were things I didn't see people doing, but now it's almost routine, you know, and and bigger than us now. Like yeah. sometimes I hear like a major podcast be like, we only take five star reviews. I'm like, they don't even know where they got that from. Yeah. But I know for a fact we were the first people to be like, don't you write no bullshit of it. Right, yes. <laughs> That's we not five stars. Right, we will read it live, but we've got <laughs> to like it, and our feelings will get hurt, you know. So it's one of those things, I think, for us, as we begin to grow and as we begin to evolve. And also the, the, the thing about me when we first started, like I said, I didn't know if there were rules and regulations to podcasting. You know, like literally, because I was like, well, can I cuss? Can I not cuss? Because because the, the 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 biggest problem people have, they think of podcasts as media, which it is, but they think of standard media. They think of radio. They think of television. They think of all these things that are constantly pushed in front of them. But the thing about podcasting, there are no rules. You can cuss. You can talk about your sexuality. You can tell all these great stories. You you don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to have degrees you know, to, to be on this platform, you know. So I think I, I begin to grow and evolve. And I think the funny thing for me is that who I am now is not who I used to be because it would be funny when people go back and they hear old shows, they hear it now. Like, I think over the years, uh, back to finding my voice, like, I began to be more opinionated. I began to speak up. I began to let people know I disagree. That's not how I feel. You know, um, I, I've, I've learned how to, I don't want to say debate, but I've learned how to stand on my ground with something if I disagree with it, you. It's funny, too, because uh, we would do the show back, like, when we first started, and then, like, the show would be over, and I'd be like, Karen, because uh, she'd go off. Like, after the show, she'd be like, oh, and when he said this, <laughs> I was like, hell no. <laughs> like, so, I'm like, I'm like why, why didn't you do this when we were recording? This is exactly exactly what I was talking about. Like, this, so now it's like, but it does take people time to step into that. So, right. Like, 
I would say also be gentle with yourself when you start because what you're doing to start, you're going to be nervous. You don't know the rules, right? You don't know how you're going to develop. And then when you hit that rhythm, when you start like going, this is cool. This is a concept that no one else has. You might not start off with a snazzy concept that no one else has, but you might be like game show movie review. You might not have that until 10 episodes in. You're like, oh, we should change this to a game yeah. show. Yeah. Now you got something that if you would have quit at eight episodes because you were like, this is boring, no one's listening, you would have never got that brilliant. So I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and one more thing, too, what I realized is when you first start, you're going to feel like you're talking into a void. Because when you first start, you're just putting it out there. You don't know who's listening, who's not listening, particularly with the Internet. And all of a sudden, you'll start getting little feedbacks on social media. You'll start getting a Twitter. Hey, I like the show. Or Facebook. And you'll be like, oh, people are actually listening. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in a black pit anymore <laughs> just putting my voice out. And you have to cultivate that. Yes, yeah. you go do. Where your, go where your um, feedback is coming from. Right. So if it's coming off of Facebook... Interact to Facebook. Maybe start a Facebook group. Um, if you're, if it's coming off of Twitter, talk, go back and forth with your people on Twitter. Uh, it's wherever it is. Like we, it could be in reviews. It could be everywhere. So you have to kind of chase it when you first start. And eventually, if you build up enough, people will come to wherever you want them to go. So like, hey, just email me. Go to my website. But it doesn't really start like that. And the other thing is, do not count on your friends. To be listening to shit. No, friends, they're not. Your friends and family. already listen to you enough. Yeah, your okay? friends and family don't. Yeah, they know what you think. Already. Yeah. So don't like don't don't and don't count. be disappointed yeah. when they like what 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 are you talking about? They're like if I wanted to know that shit, I would ask you their opinion about that. We don't talk basketball. I'm not listening to your podcast, right? So you like you have to you have to approach it uh, that this is a product that is going out as well as being mostly yourself. It's still a product that's going out to a lot of people out there. I just wanted to add um, to what Karen said about podcasting being sort of the wild, wild west and people thinking about it as a media object, as, as media content. And it is. But one of the things that I think is unique about their podcast and the other podcasts that are related to them, uh, that whole podcast family, is if you look at the reviews and if you talk to the listeners, the words that come up over and over again are, it's like the barber shop, it's like the beauty shop, it's like being at church, it's like being with my auntie and my uncle, right? And what is happening is people are hearing this informal conversation, right? These choices to be so informal and not conform to these radio formats, it's not a lack of professionalism, it's not a, we just don't know how to do better, it's, it's a deliberate choice to cultivate this kind of conversation that then people are listening to and they're hearing the cookout with their family. They're hearing these conversations that happen in these explicitly black spaces. And if you look at the feedback from listeners, there are a lot of folks who are the only black person in their office. Right. Right? And they just take those headphones and they put them in. There's my favorite review is that this show could be called should be called dealing with white people. Or yeah. <laughs> they, they take those headphones and suddenly it sounds like home. It sounds like right. family. It sounds like friends. And that's a different goal, right? Than I want to make a you know a narrative podcast that you know is very polished. Both are good, but mm-hmm. this is a very, very different goal, and people respond to it in a particular way, which is either, what is this? Right. I'm going to go listen to Serial, or right. like, like Bambi said, I sighed aside, didn't know I was holding in. Right. 